Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. So to give you guys a quick recap, you guys are currently headed underground in search in pursuit of the Ritual of Destruction, a ritual that was used by the champion of the Great War thousands of years ago to put an end to the resurrection of Rak Talkesh, a demonic overlord. Um, you guys went to the northeastern realm of Crystalfall, where you met Verna, Bree's mentor and pseudo-mom, who has been <laughs> guided by Mistra to join you guys there as well in your quest. You briefly fought a Remoraz, uh, <laughs> this like monstrosity thing that Kim ended up just sort of uh, charming, and it was all good after. It, shaming, rather, back to his little hole he cra crawled out of. I don't understand how he gets much food up there. Anyway. <laughs> Can't look at it too much. Um, but you guys spent some time in this little shack and uh, some conversations were had about Lena and whether or not to trust her with this possible entity that's inside of her. You're not exactly sure what it is, but you know it goes by the name of Theo. You guys all traveled together to the cave entrance coming up to an ice shelf and in your travels this winter storm ended up uh, enveloping the area and you guys uh, spent some time trying to figure out how to get up on top of the ice shelf uh, summoning this <laughs> tiny servant made of ice Easy. Velvet ended <laughs> Velvet ended up just riding a giant goat who uh, prince pranced his way all the way to the top no sweat um, but you guys all ended up getting up there eventually. Velvet going first. He went to explore the cave entrance, but he accidentally stepped on a... Oh, what is it called? Oh, a, um, a fuck you oh, rune, I think it's called. Glyph of Warding. Glyph of Warding. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Where Velvet stepped on a Glyph of Warding and it just freaking exploded, yeah. uh, alerting all of the cultists on the inside, just a couple of them, to his location. A very quick fight happened where one of the cultists actually escaped down the stairs, the other one was killed, and uh, you guys met back up with Darian, who it turns out had traveled north. Um, to join the Lords of Dust again, whether or not he was kind of roped into it or he really wanted to choose to be there. It's probably still a little unclear, at least to me. Uh, that, that's my sense of the situation. I don't know what you guys are thinking if you want to ch chime in on what you think of Darian. Do, do you think he went back on purpose? No. Not at all. Oh, I don't think Darian does anything on purpose. No, I think he's probably the big bad. He's probably like all the demons combined. Out of yeah, he's probably Lord Thane in disguise. Yeah, um, he's going to turn and spikes are going to come out of him. Yeah. yeah. No, Sai kind of digs him. You know, he's, he's kind of trusting, but he's starting to suspect something. 
Yeah, yeah I think life, the fence. life just happens to Darian. That's what I feel like. He just goes about <laughs> it and things happen to him and he goes, okay. Yeah. No, no, one, no one that unbecoming can be in a story for this long and just be places, right? right? Or maybe, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Darian. I do um, like him, though. Yeah. Me too, me too. So you guys travel down these stairs that it depicted in a sort of, sort of stations of the war, we'll call it. Uh, there are these petroglyphs on the wall that depicted images telling the story of what led to the events of the Great War and how the Great War played out. Uh, it showed the coming together of all the races, these lords of dust praising the silver flame and bringing the kyber shards to it. Uh, and it also depicted many of the mighty deaths of the heroes that occurred in the war. Uh, one from each race, uh, one great warrior from each race. Uh, two survived, the elven warrior that you guys know as Vardis, the champion of the great war. The one who basically got all the fame because he was the one who actually did the ritual. Like the rest of them <laughs> kind of got forgotten about, right. except for the deserter, which we named Brugdor which was the Dwarven Warrior. Mm. You guys made your way down. You came into a room where it was a bit of a puzzle to get to the next area. There were uh, eight statues, each with a brazier in front of them. And the puzzle was to light the braziers in the order of which the heroes fell in the war. Now, by doing this, heat started to build in the room, and throughout the room there were these frozen zombies, frozen in mid-battle with this frost giant skeleton, and the heat of these braziers as you were lighting them caused them to slowly start to thaw and become alive once again. And the catalyst being Garyad straight up punching one in the face, uh, they all burst to life. It was the only uh, option. <laughs> it was the only option. There. Oh, so good. So good. Um, through a series of events, a giant fire wind wall was created. Most of the zombies died just fighting the frost giant, and you guys finished the job. Lena got her body parts that she's always uh, after from the monster oh, she slays. Yeah. And you guys completed the puzzle, opening the stairway further down into the depths of the tomb. Which brings us to tonight's session. Woo! Yeah. You know, that was probably the best one in a while. <laughs> and it was definitely like a six and a half. It's out of ten. Dude, it's because I feel the pain on the other side, so I try to break it. <laughs> I feel the pain Avery's on the other side. Avery's usually the one giving the most enthusiasm oh in Monster Hearts, so without him, we're just lost. Yeah. <laughs> you think the players who play both would, you know, be bringing it, but alas... <laughs> Which is all of us here except Matt. Matt, you're off the hook. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to try it again? No, 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 no. no that's the funny part. That's the funny part. If we're good session. all of a sudden, it stops true. being funny. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? No one wants us to be good at cheering. That's that. We, we don't. They don't want that. So. Where we left off was Bree and Verna were left in the room as the others started to travel down the stairs. And Verna just turned to you saying that she used her commune spell to speak with Mistra and ask her some questions. And the responses she received were very grave. And you can see, Bree, that there is fear in her eyes right now. What would you like to do? Verna, what did Mistra tell you? Vague, but she, she gave me images as responses to the questions I asked and they, they all had to do with Lena and I, I fear that what she holds within her, the, the entity that's in her, the, the demon 
She doesn't understand truly how strong it is. She doesn't understand what it truly wants. How much hold does the demon have over her right now? It's hard to tell, but in my vision, she completely was overcome with its power. She was not herself. It was using her. She stood, it's, and she shudders at the visions she had. I think we should discuss it with the entire group immediately. Everyone has a right to know. Especially with the danger of the situation that we're going into now. Facing Lord Thana, a demon herself, servant to the Overlords. He could be planning something with her. I agree. There's no one else's advice I trust more than yours and Mistress. Bree, I will stay by your sides no matter what, and I'm thankful that you trust me so much. Let's hope the others take our side as well. I hope so. And she begins walking down the staircase after the others. Bree just kind of stands there for a second, just taking everything in that she just learned. And she's going to kind of look up and, like, just say a quick uh, prayer to Mistra, like, please, please let this work. Please let us be able to save Lena. And then she's going to follow uh, Verna over to the group. Okay, yeah, right on. So the rest of you guys all traveling down, the rest of the group plus Darian, you go down this very cold, dark, winding staircase for much less time than the previous stairs that you guys walked down depicting the story. But the further you go down, the darker and colder it feels, and it feels like there's almost this electricity in the air making your hair stand on end. And it feels like the mixture of chills and this energy crawling under your skin. You come into this dark room, smaller than the one you were previously in, probably 30 by 30 feet. And in the room, it's very simple. It's just a large straight hallway leading to these grand wooden double doors. And on either side of these wide double doors, which are closed, are these inscriptions in these stone scrolls cut into the wall, written in common. Hmm. Uh, mm. Lena, Lena walks up. Darian, huh? I can't read. Does Does anybody know what that says? You You, you can't. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Lena reads it. To the so I walks up to the doors. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say? All right. So. Uh, this inscription is on either side. It continues from the left to the right, and it reads as follows. Now, it's pretty long, so I'm going to send it to the chat on Thank Zoom you. just to uh, give you guys that, um, but I'm going it. to read it. I'm going to read it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's a two-sided in inscription on either Makes side. Makes sense. It's, it's, uh, is, is it one of those oh, things wow. where, like, if you read it from left to right going across the door, it says one thing, but then if you read it from, like, one door then the next door it says another thing never mind i'm not on. exactly sure what you mean <laughs> an anagram no. right <laughs> oh no, no 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 um and these are just on the wall on either side of the door so it reads as follows within the central coffin lies the ritual of destruction the world's most holy artifact. The ritual tablet is etched with words believed to be spoken by Mistra herself in the world's darkest hours. 
bestowed upon the elven king, the first saint of Mistra, the ritual was used by the saint's son to seal the demon overlord, Raktalkesh, within the eight kyber shards and to destroy the silver flame. So long as demons exist and the nine hells remain in our universe, so too will remain the silver flame. The silver flame can never truly die. Its origins and powers lie far beyond the understanding of the demonic and material worlds. The time will come when heroes must once again stand and face the horrors of hell. The time will come when demons will rekindle the flame and try to gain passage to our world. May Mistra watch over the next generation of brave heroes who will use the ritual of destruction to snuff the demonic flame. For the world truly depends on it. So Velvet was, uh, I believe last time we played, uh, Velvet had left um, Bree and company, so he's kind of by himself. So I feel like he's now made it down just time-wise after they, they've read it, read it, and you just hear him kind of strumming his lyric. <laughs> and he goes, and that's why I think where the demon queen gets her leather wears... Uh, and we're all just staring at a door. And he's still sitting on his giant goat, and he goes, ooh, big door. And he kicks forward and goes, so what do we got? And he like, uh, okay. kind of reads it really quickly. Velvet. Oh, silver flame. Demon. Okay, yeah. yeah. Velvet, Mistra. your your voice projects really, really loud. Thank you. Okay, Thank yeah. You. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. Literally, we're, we're being quiet. Literally, oh. Thana could be on the other side of this door. Yeah. Right, right. She is, actually. What? <laughs> Darian says from the back of the group. Velvet's eyes bulge out of his head. Oh, dear. I can oh. feel it. Oh, so now you're good for things. Great. That's good to know. Can Giriad open the door? Oh, my God. When, as soon as you place a hand on the door, Giriad, mm -hmm. Verna comes crashing into the room with a spring in her step, and she immediately goes and walks in front of Giriad, puts her hand on the door, looks you in the eyes, and says... There is something that your entire group must know before we go forward, before we put ourselves in more danger than you already might be in. Whoa. What is that? Whoa, okay. whoa. What danger? We're, we're fine. Go yeah. on. Well, no, 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 no. Let, let's hear her out. Yes, go ahead, I agree. Yeah, Bree goes up to Verna and says, everyone, you need to listen to what Verna has to say. She's spoken with Mistra. Mm. You did that without me? Not cool. Not <laughs> uh, cool at all. Bree <laughs> looks at Velvet and she's like, she wouldn't have been able to if you hadn't given her the necklace back that you stolen. Well, tomato, you tomato, oyster, oyster <laughs> to you. You stole something that didn't... Velvet, why would you steal Bree's basically mom's jewelry? I don't think that you should be judging what? me, Lena, Velvet says. If he wanted it more, everyone, then everyone, he deserved it. Uh, we'll deal with this later. <laughs> Verna, what do you have to say? Now these trivialities matter compared to what I'm about to say. I spoke with Mistra, and she showed me some visions, some pictures, if you will, as answers. I asked her about what lies within Lena, if anything at all. Wh <laughs> what? I asked her what that thing might want to do what? with this world and this future. Uh, um, uh, what? I don't understand. Why, why would you, why, uh... What? Lita, I'm sorry, but I don't think you should play dumb anymore. And Velvet reaches into his uh, vest pocket and pulls out 
the drawing that he stole from Lena and kind of throws it in the air so it kind of gently hovers in the air and feathers to the ground. <laughs> I feel like Lena stares at it for a second, not really registering, like, because she would never expect him to do that. And then her eyes flash to his for a second and then they, like, go black for a second and she tries to, like, control it and pulls it back and she just slowly picks it up and she just looks at him and goes, you went through my personal things and ripped what what is going on no, why no. why Lena. are you you have something inside you velvet what? hops no. off his goat and gets in the middle of lena and the goat because he's afraid she's gonna kill the goat and he <laughs> pulls out his rapier and he says lena what? it is nothing against you i am someone who has been screwed over by their dearest friends before it's nothing but i didn't trust you and turns out something is up she talked to a god and well they're you gonna say god's wrong okay you, mm-hmm. well now hold on put that weapon away lena can, what, can uh. you tell us what 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 is this thing inside of you? Is Rack saying anything right now? Because usually he's, like, sworn her to secrecy. So is he, like, doing anything right now, Avery, just so I know? So uh, in the previous episode, the itching was growing in the back of your head the further you went down, the closer, the yeah. deeper into the earth you go. And he's definitely buzzing, but he hasn't budged at the mention of any of this yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so Lena feels fucking lost as what to do. Um... Bree walks over to Lena and puts her hand on her arm and says... Look, Lena, I meant what I said when I spoke with you in the woods a while back. I do think that you are truly a good person. And I think that we need to fully know what's going on because if if whatever's in you has been lying to you or manipulating you, you you deserve to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need she, to get it out of you. We no. don't blame you, Lena. No, no. Uh, you guys don't understand what's going on you have no idea and i i cannot you don't understand and she's like back well then explain it to us we're listening (laughs) yes you know what i okay go ahead avery i was gonna say verna pipes up and says lena i am not here to harm you i am not here to create arguments between this group i believe that you guys truly are on a holy path and your mission is right for this world but Lena, I fear for you that you don't understand what's inside of you. It's... What Mistress showed me was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm... listen, and she starts to approach you slowly. Uh... All I want to do is help you. You, Lena, your soul, I believe it is still in there and you are still a good person no matter who else might also be. And now Rack is starting to get a little uh, pissed off Mm -hmm. as she slowly uh, starts moving forward more. I feel like she's like holding back, going into a rage (laughs) right now. I can understand that you might be angry. (laughs) But what we're speaking of right now concerns more than just you and your ego and, and you being betrayed or hurt. It could lead to the destruction of millions. Selena... Please let me tell them. Uh-huh. Sai goes up to, to Lena and just kind of puts his hand on her shoulder and says, It's okay, Lena. Mm. Mm. She yeah, Velvet puts back. his rapier away and he walks forward and he says, Remember when we had that talk in the graveyard? Lena, I clearly, we all like you, but you have to understand, 
we are messing with powers that look at the door. Hell mm-hmm. and Earth don't even know about them. It's crazy shit we're dealing with. And we have three of them. And Lena, on several occasions, you have asked to be alone with that. You have to understand mm-hmm. we don't distrust you. We distrust what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. And we want to know how much it has control. We want to help. Um, uh, Lena turns to Verna and says, I think, uh, can you show me what you saw? I cannot show you. I'm sorry, I don't hold that power, but I can explain. I... I... He's not... You don't understand. He's... It's not gonna be happy. I... He... There's things you don't know. I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Lena, clearly he needs you. You have the position of power here, okay? I don't know about... Um, Inside of her is Rakhtal Kesh. She just says it. She just looks up at that. The demon overlord that the Lords of Dust tried to resurrect thousands of years ago in the fabled Great War. Is inside of her? I saw him. She showed me he is this demonic-looking dragon with stretched skin over his skeletal body, and thousands of these black weapons pierced through his bleeding skin no. without a face and this elongated Lena, jaw Lena and sharp teeth. Lena pushes Verna up against, like, the door and just like, stop, stop, oh, stop, please, Bree, stop. Bree gets, tries to get in between Lena and Verna. And Sai kind of tries she to restrain starts, Lena. She, she yells at least, like, do not touch Verna. Her eyes flash black again. <laughs> Velvet ready's thunder wave. Oh God. Okay. And and Verna's still speaking. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say everyone wait. Does everyone wait? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like Lena's. Yeah, just that silence kind of said so. Yeah. Lena's just like breathing really heavy, and her eyes are like flashing between like black and normal, and she's trying. She's just so conflicted right now because she was sworn to secrecy. <laughs> Ever since my isolation, I have been forced to live alone with nothing but Mimic. And you guys accepted me, no matter the cause, and no matter how many times I inconvened you. Lena has done twice, if not thrice, the amount that I have done for you. I think we should all trust her regardless. And back away. And keep going. With with all due respect, Garriott, I I trust Lena, but... If she has racked Tulkesh inside of her, I I don't know if I trust him. Lena, look at me. You're starting to... (laughs) What? She just keeps looking down. (laughs) Lena, come Mm. on. You you can trust me, right? It's not that I... I'm Sai, I'm your friend. Yes, it's not that I don't trust you guys. You just don't know what has happened or what... I don't, and she like looks to Verna and she's like, I don't know. Oh, and he's not, I don't, I don't know. What's, what's troubling you? What, uh, e- explain, why are you resisting this? Why, you know, we, we want to help you get this out of you. I, maybe I, maybe I don't. You don't want him out of you? You enjoy I, something about having a demon in you. Oh, Lena. You, <laughs> 
this is not a not not a good thing. I mean, he may, he may be promising you lots of uh, power and and everything, but but we know demons. We know that in the end, they're only out for themselves. And their fashion is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Verna says the other vision I saw, Lena, was an inkling of what he might want or what could happen. It's it's a possible future. It might not truly happen, but. It was you standing on the battlefield surrounding the silver flame with everyone gone, everyone dead, everyone thing destroyed, the world set on fire, and you bonded with him, complete as one. The very weapons thrust through your body, your eyes black. He's using you. I don't know what for or why. I, no, I don't know. No, he, he, he wants to stop. <laughs> He wants to stop things. He doesn't... He wants to... He said he... But to what end, he, Lena? And that's why he wants to be alone with the crystals, Lena? Yes. We want to stop things, too. Yeah. Okay? You, you have to think, that's kind of our deal. <laughs> Stopping the whole end of the world shenanigans. Yeah, and so he's on our side. Is he, though, Lena? It's, he hasn't told us about him. Maybe for now, but but as soon as... as we get rid of the threat of Lord Thana. Who's to say he isn't going to turn against us and you? And and if she's having this vision that, that he takes over you, you will no longer exist to be Lena. And Lena, no offense, but I don't think that you understand this thing properly. And he points to the mm -hmm. drawing on the ground and he says, it has been in your life since you were very, very, very young. You... And she and... goes and like picks up, she like snatches the drawing up and just shoved it, shoves it in her bag and she just kind of you don't know. You don't know. You don't, I just, Lena. And she like she like yells to Rack and just like it's like a little help here. <laughs> Lena. So he 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 hold on. He okay. speaks to you finally, Lena, and he says, "Hush, hush, <laughs> hush, calm." Her breathing slows. <laughs> and he actually, you feel a pause for a moment, and then he immediately changes the subject and says. Time is of the essence. You must move now. You must move quick. She just mumbles and she goes, time is of the essence. We must move now. And she just goes and runs to the door and opens it up. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my. Velvet instantly goes, okay, no, no, I already read, I read another move. You know what? I'm just going to let it fly. Velvet is, I'm going to try to beat her to the door and string my thunder wave at her. Not, not oh. to like stop her, but to, because it creates like an airfield. I want to just get in the way. Just to create that second that we might need to act. Oh, no. Okay, so, so I was... Lena, you walked away from the group. Velvet's closer to the door. <clears throat> Velvet, as you begin to run toward the door, he gets in the way of you, and he casts his thunder word. <clears throat> it echoes throughout the chamber, and electricity fills the air, makes your hair stand on end, and the radius of it just ends about three feet away from you, Lena, and it stops you in your tracks for a moment. Velvet, you have a moment to speak. Lena, please, I understand that we need to do this, but she, we... She walks up and pushes him aside. She goes, we have to go. <laughs> and just goes to the door. God. And in this moment, you guys feel a tremor of sorts from the room ahead. And, oh, it, no. uh, and it stops you as she says that. We have to move. Oh, God. We're going to regret this. Uh, well, let's rock and roll, bitches. And I'm going to oh cast God. invisibility on myself. <laughs> I'm not going Darian in there Darian says, I'm, uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay back here. Oh, fucking oh, course. Oh. I'm shocked. <laughs> Darian, we, we, we need your help. 
Um, We're not going to have you stand back here. Come on. I... This is I, a lot. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to be um, involved. With, you like, are coming with us. <laughs> you just hear Velvet Disembodied's voice. Darian, pick a fucking side. Here or there. Let's go. Chop, chop. No one. I'm done with this. And he begins running back up the stairs and he leaves. Oh, Very well. Oh and then I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, as useless as a shit-flavored lollipop, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you, you only hear Velvet's voice echoing. You're not even sure where he is right now. <laughs> oh. All right, so you guys proceed through the door. Is there anything you'd like to do before? Yeah, I want to cast Blink on myself. I want to start this process of uh, allowing myself my little defensive move. Ooh, cool. Okay, no problem. We're getting prepped. Good yep. call. Um, let, oh, God, I don't think I can. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just going to walk in here. Okay, so I just got to write one thing down. I mean, you, you are our group's tank. Matt, so <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what's funny? I probably don't have as much health as Lena, though. So she, mm. yeah, she's yeah, the only I've one. Got so, I've almost got 80. I've got 79. Yeah, wow. see, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Dang. I got an AC of 12 and 46 hit points. You wonder why I'm invisible <laughs> oh all the time. God. Okay. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, well, go on. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You guys enter into the next room, and I'm sending a picture to the Facebook group chat uh, oh. to paint a clear picture for you guys. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, Sorry. so just to talk you guys through it, um, you guys are entering at the arrow. Immediately ahead of you, you see there's a wide set of stairs that leads up to this raised stone platform, and on either side, you see these big bronze braziers that are not lit. At the end of that walkway, there is an altar that overlooks the rest of the room. On either side of this raised platform are a series of coffins, most of them open, and few, and between these coffins, randomly strewn throughout the room, are all these skeletons with their swords drawn, arrows pulled out, and bows, but they're all frozen in place as well, as this room's even colder than the one up above. Mm. Beyond that, you see that on either side, there's a balcony that leads to these two towers on that overlook this central platform where there's a final coffin and uh, there there's a third tower at the end of the room overlooking that central platform with a co with a coffin um, and you can see this red magic being cast from windows of the towers onto the central coffin and standing behind that central coffin is Lord Thana oh god da -da -da. What does she look like? Yeah, she had the same leather as before. <laughs> yeah, so she's this, um, she's more than 10 feet tall. Uh, she has this pale white battle scarred skin with these pinkish scars all over her body. She wears chainmail armor of barbed wire that just wrap around all the places enough to cover her. And she wears this veil of barbed wire as well that hangs over her face. Mm -hmm. Now, as soon as you guys enter, Rack speaks to you again, Lena, mm -hmm. and says, Let me speak with her. What? Let me speak with her. Oh, how? Are you sure? Yeah. And... Do we hear her speak? Like, is she speaking out loud? I'm, she... I'm speaking out loud, yeah, but you don't oh. hear Rack. Yeah. Okay, oh. okay. Okay. <laughs> Giriadkus kind of gives like a, oh, look. like. <laughs> so we hear Lena talking? Yeah, you do, oh, yeah. you do. Okay. Bree looks at Lena and says, you're speaking with him right now? 
I think, um, is he just pausing after he said, let me speak with her? Yes, that's what he says. Uh, Lena just nods and is like keeping eye contact with, uh, can, did Lord Thana notice we came in? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a wild spin. You can't <laughs> tell because she just remained looking down at the coffin. Oh, she hasn't looked bad. up at you. That's that's the worst answer you could have given. <laughs> so, um, is it bad to do this? I'm going to have my bow out. <laughs> Someone already laughed. <laughs> I'm going to have my bow out ready, pointing at Thana, but I'm not going to shoot. Okay. So... Verna, in this moment as well, she kind of uh, taps your shoulders and says, left and right balconies, more cultists. If she, what does is, what is Rack want, Lena? He, he wants to talk to her. I don't know how, how do you want to talk to her? She says to Rack. Let me take over. Uh, you need me now more than ever if you want your friends to survive. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay, fine. She just looks to the group and then looks back to Lord Thana. Yep, okay, but just, you know, oh. what did he say? <laughs> Keep them safe. She just says to Rack. Oh, so Velvet is kind of because he's like watched Lita talk to herself before. I feel like he's kind of picking up what she's putting down a little bit. He's still invisible. Avery, I'm going to shrink into the shadows and I'm going to eventually work my way up to up those stairs on the right side, if that's okay. Yeah, because you're already invisible, right? I am. Yes, absolutely. Let me make a note of that. That's where I'm going to start to head throughout the remainder of the scene really quietly. Do you want me to roll to so my like for sneaking around or? Yeah, roll with advantage since you're invisible. Please. Hey, fuck yeah! Um, is it stealth that I'm just rolling for? Yep. Okay. Oh wow, what a difference! Seventeen. Okay, thank you. I will make a note of that. Stealth. So, in this moment, Lena, you take a step back, and. You feel searing pain in your stomach immediately start to burn at your intestines as if fire is crawling up through them, up into your stomach and going through your stomach flesh into the rest of your body. It travels up into your lungs. Your bones feel like they're aching. Your hands begin to clench and your arms come close to your body as you begin to turn to, as you begin to fall into a ball as the pain becomes so immeasurably strong. And you guys see that her body begins convulsing slightly and the veins in her hands and her arms begin blackening and pulsating aggressively under her skin. Her hair turns this dark black and begins actually falling out in a couple of places. <laughs> no, you will not get that hair back. Look at that, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing she's got a lot of it. She's got a lot of it, it's fine. And you guys feel heat emanating off of her body, radiating toward you as she transforms and then she goes eerily still. She, she stands up. She never God. screams during that entire time. I feel like either she she like braces herself for it. That's badass. <laughs> she stands up slowly, standing a little taller. You think, and you see that these dark, black eyes, endless looking, look back at you, and a voice that isn't Lena's speaks to you and says, "Move toward the altar. Take cover." This will not go well. 
and she immediately turns and begins walking down the pathway on the left. Bree just looks at Verna and she's like, what do we do? She genuinely thinks for a moment <laughs> and says, I'm not sure what her plan is, what, what his plan is, but if we want to survive, we need to strategize now. I spot two cultist stuff on the sides. Velvet's taking care of the one on the right, hopefully. Skeletons all around. We know that they'll defaw if it becomes too hot. There's cultists in those towers at the end. They're casting magic on the coffin for some reason. Of course. It's protected. That's why it's taken her so long. It's protected by magic. She can't touch the coffin. <laughs> they must be trying to rid of it. I say we prepare for a fight and perhaps do as he says, move toward the altar, get some higher ground and some cover with us. Kyriad, you seem like a strategizer. What do you think? Um, uh, <clears throat> so Kyriad, uh, Kyriad almost wants to go with Lena. You can if you want. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to keep my bow at, um, at Thena. And go with, um, and, and go with, uh, Lena, yeah. You sense unease with Mimic as Mimic starts flapping his wings and kind of whacking you on the side of your neck. Aww. I, I, uh, I, I whisper to Mimic to, um, find higher ground and stay safe. Immediately, Mimic takes off and begins flying high in the room. The room is about 100 feet high. Mm. And he's flying in a circle above that central platform that uh, rests on top of this deep, dark pit. Ooh, perfect. Okay. So, Geary and Lena, you guys begin <laughs> moving through this, the frozen skeletons on the left side. You take that small pathway leading up to the walkway bridge that'll lead to the central platform. Uh, Sai, Bree, um, what, are, what are you guys up to? So Sai is currently, um, he, uh, he's cast blank, so he's currently invisible. He's on the um, ethereal plane. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Bree, it's just you and Verna at this point looking at each other, and I know. She, she kind of nods toward the altar and says, Let, "Let's watch and see." Okay, let's let's stick together. Okay, so you guys move toward the altar. <laughs> uh, anywhere that's pink on the map, there is um, half cover at least. Uh, the altar is half cover, so just keep that in mind um, going forward. I'll try to as well. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Lena and Geary at first. You guys walk by the tower on the left side, walk across the bridge, and just stop before that circle platform. And Thena is still looking down at the coffin. And she says, Shouldn't you be split into eight pieces right now? <laughs> and looks over to you, Lena. <laughs> and then Rack says, Shouldn't you be finding every way you can to resurrect me? Burn. Burn. You were my first in command. You were my greatest warrior. And you just throw me away. Thana says, I chose wrong. I should have never served you as my overlord. 
You know your sister is stronger. You know she has a greater chance of fulfilling our demonic goals. Turn around. Go back to the eighth layer of hell, Rack. Your ancient history. Put some aloe on that bird. <laughs> now, Velvet, as this conversation is happening, you've made your way up the stairs on the right side. You see 15 feet in front of you is a cultist with a bow ready, pointing it at Lena. Oh no, okay. Hmm. What would you like to do? Is he all by himself, Avery? He is all by himself on top of this balcony. Ooh, this is good. Okay, I'm gonna try to, uh, you know what? We're trying to be as stealthy as possible here. Don't wanna give up what I'm doing. So um, I'm gonna try to just, uh... oh, okay. Sorry, I just had a crazy idea. I'm, I'm gonna change my idea. <laughs> I love crazy ideas. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reach into my rust bag of holding because technically I become visible if I attack somebody. I don't wanna do that. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna take my rust bag of holding here. So. Velvet, you reach into your bag into where you know you always place your rust bag of tricks, and you feel metal. What? Uh, I look down. And you're putting your hand into the opening of the Goblet of Greatest Inconvenience. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Whispers, fuck me. <laughs> this is the most inconvenient. Should have seen it coming. Right? You try every pocket, you try looking for it. The goblet just keeps appearing in different pockets, hitting your hand in uh, the bowl oh, you of it. son of a bitch. Okay, fine. <laughs> Velvet, like, looks up to the sky and shakes his invisible hand and goes, fine, is this what you want, gods? Cool, <laughs> bastards. Um, then I'm just going to try to slit his throat. Okay. Velvet's going to try to do, like, a slash to his leg so he drops, and then a cut to his throat so he's out. Okay, let me, yeah. let me roll his... Actually, you know what? He's not even actively looking for you. His passive perception isn't even enough to uh, cover that. So roll a uh, roll as if it were a nat twenty. Roll as if it were a nat twenty. Yeah. So, so like I'm just rolling for damage. Yeah. <gasps> just, just roll your straight damage. damage here. Oh, do you want me to roll percentage? Uh, no. That's uh, fair. Since you didn't have to roll for it. Okay. Cool. 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 Oh shit! That's an eight, ten, nineteen, baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hop up on the railing of the balcony ever so quietly, and as he's training his bow, you see a bead of sweat going down his nose, and he's like, my fucking arms, I don't think I can hold this fucking arrow much longer, I'm so fucking weak, God, why am I here? She's so scary. And you immediately run your rapier across his neck, and he becomes, uh, um, uh, what's the word? He can't speak at all. He just is grabbing his throat and the blood is running down his hands. He turns around and uh, there's nothing there. You're still invisible, mm. I believe. If you, if Are you still invisible if you attack? I, I cast invisibility, not oh. greater visibility, so I do turn. Um, yeah. But okay. I, I'm so short that I, I'm trying to like stay down and just kind of stay stay there because there is a little <laughs> bit of um, a ridge right on, up on that he, balcony. Uh, so he turns and he sees you yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> as oh you yeah, just he slit his throat. He and does. he's just looking down at you. And you swear you almost hear him mouth the words, thank you. And he drops oh. to his knees and just hits the deck. And he's still twitching a bit as the last bits of life are exiting his body. But he is going down. He's well, going to be gone. That was unexpected. <laughs> um, now, is is there a, um, <clears throat> I guess, Avery, to, to end my turn, I'm going to take my movement. I don't want to cast a spell yet. And I notice on your beautiful map here, <laughs> that I see a little pile of, well, it's a rather large pile of rubble. 
yeah, so that that's a sort of difficult terrain. It's all this rock and debris. Wonderful. I'm going to try to get inside the rubble. Mm. Inside the rubble. Nice. Okay. Yes. So from where you're at right now, the only way down is going to be through the tower. Through the tower. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you like see through the tower this... and then onto the main room? Yeah, that's right. There's this hatch on top of the roof of the tower, and then there's a door at the bottom that you'll be able to exit. Through. Cool. Okay, that's where Velvet's going to go. I just, just, I mean, you can cut this out of the podcast if you want for suspense, but basically I want to get in there and set a thunder wave for maximum shrapnel. <laughs> I want to rain hellfire down on these people. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. What? Can you roll investigation for me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, that is... What's my investigation? Plus three... Fourteen. You notice that on the ground, right where the balcony stairs lead onto the roof of the tower... You sense this bit of magic lingering on the ground, and you get the sense you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've felt this before, and yep. it fucked me. You look down, and you ever so see this very transparent outline of a glyph of warning <laughs> on the balcony floor. So you can avoid it now that you know it's there just by not stepping on it. Yeah, hundred percent. He's gonna he's gonna daintily step over it. Dun, 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 dun. Um, can I communicate telepathically, Avery, with my uh, goat, because he's technically still out, right? Um, can I do does that? It say, does it say in the rest bag of tricks that you can at all? It doesn't not say it. I'm going to say no. Okay, cool. Never mind. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's it then. He's just going to do, he's going to uh, avoid it. And uh, I guess I'm, he's going to go really slowly looking for them now, knowing they're probably going to be around. You know what? Fuck it. I changed my mind. Yes. You can speak telepathically with your book. Oh, with that's cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then just, just before I begin to ascend the tower, I close my eyes and I think of my, uh, I think I called him horny last time, right? Um, Ram, Rammy? Oh, Rammy. Yeah. A horny, horny? one so much horny. better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he closes his eyes and he thinks to Rammy and he says, all right, Rammy, I love you, buddy, but uh, you might have to take one for the team on this one. As soon as shit goes down, I want you to ram your rams inside that woman over there. And he points to the demon and he goes, you got it, buddy. God's speed. <laughs> now, the goat doesn't say anything back to you, but you can almost hear a gulp in its throat. I'll see you in the Fey Wilds, my friend. We shall run together naked and in love. Goodbye. And you, and you quietly pop the hatch to the top of the tower. Now, going back to Rack, um, Thena, and Geryon, Geert, is there anything you want to say or do while you're standing there, or would you like to just listen? Just listen. Lord Thanus says, So what? Have you come back all this way to ask me to join you once again to fight for your cause? <laughs> and she actually laughs. It's rather pathetic, Rack, that you think that you would stoop so low and go through such measures just to get me back. I'm almost flattered. But it's not very becoming of an overlord now, is it? And Rack laughs in return. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Thena. You're no longer my champion. <laughs> You've been dead to me for a long time. And today, it'll finally be a reality. For this, is my new champion. Oh no. I've been training her for one job only. To destroy you. 
beyond that, who knows? Maybe I'll have a little bit of fun. How much can Solkatesh really do without her greatest lieutenant now, can't she? And without your control, Lena, you grab your great axe of the ram from your back and you brandish it forward and immediately whoosh it lights on fire oh yes. god <laughs> badass so Thena, are you ready to die and for you carla mm-hmm. Raktal Kesh has completely taken over your body. He has imbued it with as much power as he can with three kyber shards nearest to him. This is the best he could do for you. Okay. So what you gain is 50 temporary hit points. Ooh. Sweet. Wow. Resistance to cold, fire, lightning, slashing, piercing, bludgeoning damage from non-magical attacks. Holy shit. (laughs) You are immune to being charmed and frightened. You crit on 19s and 20s. Yeah. And you are so savage that instead of doubling your dice on a crit, you triple them. <laughs> wow. Damn. Damn. Fena looks up to the towers and the magic being cast on the coffin. She assesses the situation. <sighs> should it be hard to kill this little bitch in 36 seconds now, should it? Just... Does Thena say that out loud? She does, yeah. And uh, can Giriot say something? Absolutely. Wait, wait, yeah, absolutely. You speak nonsense, and I shoot, and I shoot, and I shoot the arrow. I shoot an arrow at Thena. Nice. Okay, so everybody roll initiative for me. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Except Velvet, I would assume. Uh, Velvet 2, just so I can kind of cool. organize myself. Yeah, no worries. 16. Adjudicate. 19 16, okay. for Sai. 12 for okay. Velvet. 12 for Bray. Bring um, you go one, first. You got more decks than me. Or more con, whatever it is. You got 22. Oh, oh, shit. Well, excuse you. <laughs> plus five decks pl- and another plus five for alert. Oh, wait. <sighs> okay. So, Fena pulls out this sickly green, dripping with poison sword from one sheath. And from her back, she pulls out this whip and cracks it to her side and fire explodes from the tip of the whip as she cracks it on the platform beneath her. And the fir- she's going to be going first. The first thing she does is she looks across the room to the altar and sees Verna standing there in Brie. And she says, <laughs> OK, 
Okay, let's have some fun. She turns and she's gonna use one of her legendary actions. She holds her weapons together and this dark energy crawls throughout the air at lightning speed and lands on top of the altar and doof, doof, you feel the heat of fire uh, against you radiating from two hellhounds that she summoned from hell. <laughs> and they look down at you with fire whirling in their mouths and they bark at you and lava gently, or not, lava drips off of their mouths like drool. Next, what she's gonna do is she turns to you, Lena, mm -hmm. and she's going to... Would Rack have raged, by the way? Oh yeah, okay, like cool, cool, cool. picture as like she pulls out her weapons, you cool, fucking cool, rage cool, and pull okay. out yours. Like mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Thanks. And uh, from here on out, um, you, Lena, it's whatever you want to do. Oh okay, cool. When it comes to uh, combat. Sure. Why would I run a fight between myself? I mean, it would be entertaining. <laughs> it would be entertaining to watch. <laughs> Actually, before she does this, Gary, can you roll your damage for that arrow, please? Oh. And uh, roll the hit as well. Oh yes, yes. I'm I'm sorry. Um. No, thought, no, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. For I some reason, she would have just like whipped that thing in half. I'm surprised it, hit. Um, or would have in the first place. She's pretty focused on uh, her previous overlord at oh, this right. moment, so you of definitely course. have this opportunity here course, for that ready to action. So I'm just going to. It's 19. Okay, that'll hit her. Roll the damage. Okay. <laughs> so just 11 this time. 11 damage. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to take half of that. Okay. So you let an arrow fly and it sinks into her body and immediately goof, catches a blaze and the ashes fall to the ground. She did her legendary action. Then she's going to cast one spell, Mirror Image. So you see she moves into a fighting stance and as she moves, taking that step back, three, uh, two other, three duplicates appear of her taking that step back almost like in slow motion phrase like doof 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 stepping and you can't actually see which one is her as they're sort of shifting and moving their like three different projections of her when she has three duplicates which she has right now you have to roll an 11 or mm -hmm. higher to be able to hit her mm -hmm. otherwise you'll hit a duplicate yeah right yeah oh, okay um once a duplicate is gone uh it it's lowers. an eight or higher or a six or higher so it gets easier as you yeah. uh, get rid of duplicates now that she casts that duplicate, she's still allowed to make one attack. So she's gonna run right up to you, Lena, mm -hmm. and she's gonna make one slash with her sword and does a 21 hit. Oh yeah, Lena's AC is only 16. <laughs> okay, so let's roll the damage on that. So you're gonna be taking eight slashing damage, so that'll be half to four, and then uh, eight poison, no, not eight. And then 11 poison damage. So you're gonna be taking 15 damage total from that. Okay. After her, the hellhounds are gonna go. Now the hellhounds, Lorthana sort of has this connection. She's speaking to them telepathically. They each get on either side of this altar here. They're going to be using their move fire breath. So each of them uh, breathe out fire, not actually hitting you guys, though. They go on either side and they light one, two, three, four, woof, going down the lane, the four braziers. And in that moment, as you turn around and look at the braziers, you see that skeletons on either side of the braziers that are closest to those braziers already start to thaw Shit. the ice from them. And they, and they begin crinkling their necks a bit and cracking their bones, coming back to life. It's the fight of the living dead. Yep, that's it. Now, that was their action, so they're going to remain on top of the altar there. That'll be their turn. Gyriad, you're up next. You have Lord Thana fighting Lena in front of you. What would you like to do? As a bonus action, I'm going to mark, and um, I'm going to mark her, like that's okay. what I do, and um, I'm going to just shoot her twice. That's the best thing I can do for now. 20? Like dirty okay, 20? so that will, 
So that will hit. Now I need you to roll the d20 again to see if you hit her or one of the duplicates. All right. So, um, sorry. I, I got, I got, uh, uh, nat 20 when I rolled the 20 after that. A nat 20. Okay. So that will hit her properly. So roll the damage of the, uh, hit from before. Yes. Okay. So 18. <laughs> 18. So yeah. Nine. Okay. Okay. And was that uh, just one attack? That was just one attack, so right, I'm going other. to try again. 16? That'll miss. Okay, so pew pew, that's it. So you let one arrow fly, it sinks and woof, goes into flame again, and you actually do manage to hit her. And the second one, she's ducking out of the way from the second one, since the first one led her to realize that you're attacking her at this moment. Any movement? Since my beast didn't move, I would like to keep it to keep an eye on Velvet uh, and help him however he can. Okay, so uh, Mimic's going to be making his way into the tower, probably through the window, since there's really no other way into the tower that Velvet just went into. Oh, okay, perfect. All right, that, that, that puts me at ease. All right, and that's my turn. All right. So, Sai, you are back at the stairs. You see yes. that uh, above on the on the platform, you see Brian and Verner are face to face with two hellhounds, mm -hmm. and skeletons are thawing five feet to the right and left of the walkway. What would you like to do? All right, I'm gonna animate. Um, and uh, are, are the coffins about medium size, given that they're people size? Yes. I'm gonna animate five coffins. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell them to attack the um, the skeletons and then the hellhounds. Okay, so I'm just gonna take the first three on the left on the inner side next to the raised platform, and the first two on the other side. I'm gonna animate them, and I'm going to attack uh, the closest skeletons. Um, all right, here we go. All right. Okay, so, sounds good. Yeah, and let me see if I can do this. I got a dice roller here. Okay, 21 to hit. Yes, the, all the skeletons armor class is 13. Okay, all right. So, okay, so that is three hits, um, and that is going to be four damage to one, eight damage to the second one, and six damage to the third one. Okay, so uh, none of them go down. As you run uh, to get within range of all these coffins, I'm gonna say you run up onto the alt, the uh, walkway, so you're above okay. the scene a little bit, and right. you cast your hands out and lift them up as these coffins break from the ground and these arms break out of their sides, punch, punch, and they lift themselves up onto these stubby little rocky feet, and they turn toward the skeletons and immediately just start smashing them by flicking open their coffin lids, nice. either like outward or from the top down, squishing them and hitting uh, some of these skeletons none of the skeletons they hit so far go down though however right. but you do have five of them just <laughs> acting on your turn yes okay and i rolled a 15 so i'm now back on the ethereal plane whoosh and you appear right back you're on top of that altar i'll say between uh the bottom two braziers there okay. the, the two so after Sai, we have the cultists. So all the ones in the towers, the north tower continues casting that magic. The one in the west, on uh, the left tower continues casting that magic. Now, the one in the right tower, Velvet, you go down into the tower and it's not your turn yet, but I'm gonna say you're in that tower, you're in the same room and you can see now that there's just a cultist standing in this small arched window and he has a staff, this black, dark obsidian looking staff pointed at the coffin and he's fully concentrated on that. So, uh, what would you like to do in this moment? Oh, shit. Okay. I just kind of want to get a sense of what you're bringing into the room so I see <laughs> uh, how he's going to act. 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, if I see someone in there, I'm going to try to knock him off the tower onto the ground. I assume it's quite a fall. Okay, and are you doing it stealthily or with a full charge? I think I'm going to sneak up on him and kick him off. Okay, so I'll need (laughs) him to roll stealth for me right now. Okay, that's fair. Hey, that is 23. Okay. Um, So this guy, he doesn't notice you entered the room. So he goes and he's concentrating on casting that counter spell on the coffin. So that's going to be his turn. Um, In this moment, you see, though, Mimic flies through the window and like kind of claws at his head. And he gets agitated and begins waving at this bird as it's flying around. So it's just distracting him even further uh, as you go to make your next move when your turn comes up. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool. So now we have the cultist that's on the balcony on the left side. He turns and he's going to be taking his short bow. He points it at you, Giriad, and he rolls to hit you. Bring it. Okay, 21 will definitely hit. Yes, sir. So you feel an arrow sink into your back from that guy for eight piercing damage. And after that, Lena, you're up. You got Lord Thana right in front of you attacking oh. you. Gary, that's your back. What would you like to do? Okay, Um. so uh, Thana has just the whip, right, Avery? In her hand? She has a whip and a short sword. A whip and a she's short sword. She's dual wielding. Oh, well, she's badass. I get that. Um... <laughs> Lena is going to run up and try and uh, using her athletics, I guess, uh, try and pry the whip out of her hand and chuck it over the side of the, into like the pit below. Oh shit, okay. Uh, let's make a, uh, I have a, a contested athletics check then. Yeah, yeah, and I have advantage because I'm raging. So come on, good rolls. Okay, let's do it. God. Not 20! <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, roll that percentage dice for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, this never happens. Um, that is a tw- 25. <laughs> okay, no sweat. Yeah. So she failed against your athletics check. So you immediately lunge at her. You place your hand to grab the whip, and immediately you're going to be taking fire damage from that yep. for touching her, and you're going to be taking... Just five fire damage so as you touch her. that would be reduced to two or three? Two. Two? Two damage. Okay, cool. And she's caught off guard from you just straight up rushing her. Yeah. And she's like actually a little impressed as she raises an eyebrow behind her uh, barbed wire veil. And you get a hold on her whip and you yank it out of her hand. The whip is in your hand right now. What would you like to do with it? Okay, so she's going to just uh, look at it and just chuck it over the, the side of the pit. <laughs> Lord Thana, as she says, no, wait, no, and as you chuck it, she screams at the top of her lungs and it shakes the platform that you're standing on. This pure demonic fueled rage that seeps into the ground <laughs> below her. She's fucking pissed. You just removed one of her weapons. It's like, oh my God, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, any any nice. movement after that? No, no, she's staying. She's stand right next to this bitch. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, so moving on from that, back to the altar. Bree, you're looking at these two hellhounds. You notice that Sai just appeared on the altar about 20 feet behind you, and these coffins start punching the crap with their lids out of some of the skeletons. What would you like to do? Bree's going to try to attack the hellhound that's uh, in front of her. Yeah, let's do it. And she is going to... She's going to cast a... Second level guiding bolt at it. Okay. Roll the hit. Okay. 
That is a 17 hit. Yes, that will hit. Their yes. armor class is 15. Okay, perfect. So that is, that's 15 radiant damage. 15 radiant damage, nice. So you look directly into this hellhound's face as it's growling in you, and Verna looks to you and says, go! And you bring out this guiding bolt, it's blasted into the face, and this arcane energy shimmers around it, attaching itself to its body so that now anybody who attacks next will have advantage. Yes. Any movement? Um, no, I think she's gonna stay right there with Verna. All right, face to face, let's do it. So after Bree, oh, uh, any bonus actions, Bree? You know what, I don't know if you'll let me do this as a bonus action, but I think I'm going to bring this out right now, is um, Bree wants to light the candle of invocation. Oh, oh shit! Yes. Okay! That I forgot about that. Nice. The candle! Yeah, right. that too. So let us know what that's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically it can burn for four hours. Um... And then I can choose when I want to snuff it out. Um, but when it's lit, it sheds a light in a 30-foot radius. Um, and any creature within that light whose alignment matches that of the candle, so which is lawful good, can Verda. make attack rolls, <laughs> saving throws, and ability checks with advantage. Oh, um, nice. And a cleric or druid in the light whose alignment matches the candles can cast first level spells they've prepared without using spell slots. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh my god. That's dank. Yeah, that is. That's sick. Oh my god, you and Verna are such a power duo right now. That's yes. sick. So you reach into your pocket with your other hand right after you blast him in the face and you bring out your candle of invocation with mistress symbol on it. You take the candle and seeing the closest source of fire you have, stick it right into the dog's mouth and he recoils <laughs> from its lawful good energy as the candle lights ablaze and instantly this force of light energy whoosh creates this dome around you inside. You see this glowing dome around Verna and Brian. In fact, I think you're in it. You're just within the dome since you're only 20 feet away. And Verna and Brie are glowing with this arcane energy, this light golden arcane energy from within the candle. Nice. Fuck, that's awesome. That's so cool. Velvet, you're up, buddy. So we left you. This, <laughs> this dude is currently distracted by Mimic as Mimic's trying to claw at his face. What would you like to do? Okay, so he's he's on, on that ledge though, right, Avery? Still, like he hasn't moved away from the ledge too much. No, he hasn't. Oh, this is wonderful. So Velvet's <laughs> gonna run up to him, and he's he's quite visible now. But I mean, it's fine because he's being distracted. Um, he's gonna do a, like a backflip and try to like basically a full body Spartan kick him in like the forward moving backflip off the balcony and down onto the ground. And I'm yelling Velvet and the Kinks <laughs> as a, as I'm doing this. Um, oh, that's what awesome. what do you want me to add to my roll, Avery? I did a pre roll. I just didn't know what you want me to add to it. So it's gonna be strength, um, but okay. here's what, what I want to ask you. I'm gonna give you the option. Okay. Would you rather, it's gonna be a strength contest. Would you okay. rather him roll with disadvantage since he's distracted or you roll with advantage because you're dis uh, because he's distracted? Ooh, um, so would I just be adding my strength modifier or would it be like a... Um... Strength modifier, yeah. Just the strength mod. Okay. Well, I don't really have much of a strength modifier. D what is his strength? That does he look strong? Does he look like a dashing fellow, muscular? Roll perception for me okay. as you're running up, ah! sizing your enemy, calculating <laughs> enemy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Eighteen. Oh, nineteen. Because I got a one to that. 
he he looks about the same strength as you just by being twice your size. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, no, I'm going to roll that with advantage. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So he's going to roll some strength against you. Okay. Oh, my God. That's a 19. Yes. Okay. He rolled a fucking five. Yes! <laughs> Velvet so, in the kinks! <laughs> as you scream, Velvet in the kinks, you run up, jump up, do a backflip. I'm not going to have you roll acrobatics because you're already such an acrobatic fellow and you really have the advantage in the situation here. Kick him square in the chest with both feet. And because of his distraction, he doesn't even see it coming. He gets sent through this window just big enough to fit his body and his hand hits off of the side of the wall and the staff falls to the ground this wooden dark staff with a clink and he falls through the window and he falls 20 feet so uh roll some damage for me roll a d4 plus your strength modifier for the damage from your kick and then i'm gonna roll his fall damage of 20 feet all right so it's just four for the damage just four damage plus another eight damage from the fall Let's see here. Can I argue that I could use my dex for the kick because of how nimble I am? Um, uh, any any unarmed attack is a strength. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, Sorry. it's just a four then. No, that's okay. You're <laughs> bound by the rules. I get it. God must create within the bounds of physics. <laughs> so that's a useful one, too. So he goes flying out of the window, boom, smacks on the stone concrete below him, slides just on the edge of that 15 foot gap uh, leading to the pit. And he's not dead, but you hear him grunting, oh, motherfuck, oh my God, what the hell was that? He's just like yelling out loud to himself as you look through the window and see him on the ground with a broken arm. So I see Mimic is still around me and Avery, you said the staff is in front of me, right? On the ground? Yes, it is. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so I'm going to pick up the staff. Um, and uh, what do I feel when I pick it up? Um, I'll, the last thing I'll have you do sure. is roll Arcana uh, to check out the staff. Okay, cool, cool. Wonderful. Oh my god, these dice rolls right now. That's a 22. <laughs> okay, so you feel a staff. It was built for one purpose and one purpose only. This staff casts one spell, oh. and it is Counterspell. Oh, this oh, is great. Nice. Okay, so Velvet's going to hold on to this and go, wonderful. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess, Avery, while I run up the tower, I, if, if I can't do this, it's but I would just, because the guy is still down there and Mimic is here with me, I was just going to tell Mimic to, like, sick him. Just so <laughs> okay. he stays off me and, like, doesn't tell people that I'm up there. Basically, okay, just trying yeah, to cover yeah. my tracks. Mimic squawks and he uh, flies back out the window and he flies down to go and has harass basically this cultist still. The fish, the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, they all obey and love velvet. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the skeletons are going to, let's see here. Ooh. They're going to take the disengage, all five of them oh. that uh, they're fighting. T- the, uh, t- they're going to take the disengage action mm-hmm. and they begin running toward the walkway and they're climbing up. They're jumping up and they climb using uh, their full movement. And the five that are awake right now are just got up onto the walkway and that's going to be their turn. We're back to the top with Thana. So holy shit, she's looking at you. She's she like she's not even a barbarian, but she's raging to like her greatest ability. She looks to you and she twirls her short sword around, tossing it between her hands since she's so ambidextrously efficient at fighting. And she's going, she's pissed with you. She's going to make all three attacks that she can make on you. Fair. So the first one uh, is going to hit. What's your AC? 16. 
Okay, first one hits. Second one's a crit. <laughs> and the last one is a crit fail, actually. Hey. Okay. So I want to roll a percentage dice for her now for that crit. Okay, that's nothing. And a percentage dice for her crit fail. And, okay, that's also nothing. Okay, <laughs> so the first one, she slashes you for six halved three mm -hmm. slashing damage plus eight poison damage. Mm -hmm. The second one, she does... Wow, that was really fucking bad. Okay. Uh, 10 slashing damage. Whoop-de-doo. Mm -hmm. Or no, uh, so that'll be five yep. plus the another poison there. And that's another four damage. So nine damage on that next one. Mm -hmm. As she goes one, two. And then for her third one, uh, you're getting a sense of the movement she's taking. You block it with your great axe, holding your hand against the flat edge of your blade. Uh, in the final one, she smashes into it with the greatest force you have ever felt, Lena. And like, although Rack has taken over your body, you're there with them. You're, you're understanding your experiences, your feeling, just yeah. how intense this fight is. And in that moment, you get the sense that if he didn't take over, you'd kind of be fucked right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ra but Rack speaks to you and says, keep fighting. I well. As you push off her sword once more, as she's still engaged with you. Mm -hmm. Cool. The hellhounds are gonna go. So one looks at you, Bree, and it's gonna go take an attack against you. It's gonna go to bite you, and um, you guys just have advantage. It doesn't have disadvantage from that candle, correct? Uh, correct. I think it just gives us advantage. Okay, sweet. So the first one goes to bite you, Bree, and it sinks its teeth in with a twenty-one to roll. So you're gonna be taking nine piercing damage as well as twelve fire damage. Oh, wow, okay. As it sinks its teeth into you, the other hound goes for Verna, goes to do the same thing as they leap off the altar together, synchronized. And that one's going to be missing Verna entirely. She ducks out of the way as it leaps over her, so now it's on the other side of her. It skirts on its heels and growls at her viciously. After the hounds, we have Giriad. So Giriad, Lorthana, and Lena are still engaged, and you notice that Hecultus flew out of the window across from you where you're looking and hit the deck and is still alive on the right side there. What would you like to do? Um, I start to, uh, Giriad starts to look around and he starts to get a little concerned for his cleric friends and sees that, um, uh, that the, uh, the wolves or the, uh, the, what is it, the hellhounds or whatever? Hellhounds. Oh, right. it, it, it's really starting to, um, it's really starting to worry him. And so he, um, he says, um, maybe we shall, um, what does he say? No, no, Gary doesn't say anything. He starts to, um, murmur some <laughs> dwarven, um, nonsense. And his, um, and his, and his brand starts to glow and he puts his hand on the ground and Avery, I cast Conjure Animal. And you summon fae spirits that take the form of beasts that appear in unoccupied spaces that you can see within range. And I can see okay. it. Choose one of the following options, and I choose two beasts of challenge rating one or lower. Yeah, as a as a bonus action, I don't know if I can do much as a bonus action right now. No, honestly, I can't. That's uh, that's my action, and um, I'm going to stay put. Okay, so you sink your hands into the ground and this fey energy begins to swirl. <laughs> Velvet, you get a slight chub. You're not sure why from within the tower. All of a sudden, <laughs> these beasts grow out of the ground with this fey energy and they sprout from these patches of suddenly growing moss and they bound out and uh, they are these dire wolves. So matching almost the hellhounds in their build, except imbued with fey energy rather than demonic. They bound out, they growl, they heed your command to go help the clerics, right? Correct. 
Okay, so they're gonna immediately take their movement, and uh, I'll say they they. Do you want them to dash over to where um, Bree and Verna are? Yeah, their 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 command in my head was to attack the Hellhounds, like uh, or attack the, the Hellhounds. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so if they dash, that's gonna be a hundred feet of movement, mm-hmm. which means they're gonna get all the way right on. Let's see here. They're gonna get all the way right up to the top steps of the uh, elevated walkway. So they're at the bottom of the walkway. Does that make sense? That uh, that works for me. All right, and then uh, when it's their turn again, I'll have them act on your initiative. You Absolutely. you can take over from there. Sure. All right, so after that, we have Sai. So you see whoosh at lightning speed. These fey hounds come up, these dire wolves, and they're standing five feet on either side of you, basically. You see your coffin, as uh, confused as coffins can look, they're kind of looking around at uh, where the hell do those skeleton guys go? What would you like to do? Okay, so, um, and do I know that the dire wolves wolves are like on my side so i don't oh, absolutely okay. absolutely good 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 um so basically there are five skeletons facing me when i reappear correct yes uh they okay. are 15 feet down the walkway away from you nice thank you i'm glad you said 15 feet because i'm gonna use a thunder wave to, <laughs> okay, <laughs> to smack right them and i actually pre-rolled expect hoping that they were 15 feet away um but a couple of, before I do this, okay, um, I have to figure out, because I I don't want to be up on this elevated platform. I actually want to get closer to, to Lord Thana. Is the only way I can get 30 feet away from her is to go onto one of those um, little walkways to the central pal- platform? Yes, it would be. Okay, so I'm going to try to head left eventually. So um, let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to thunder wave these guys, and I pre-rolled. Yeah. And... Um, so I need to make a saving throw, correct? Yes, you do, and it is. Sorry, I, I'm multi. Constitution, Constitution, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do I got to beat? Um, you have to beat seventeen. Okay. Only two of them passed. Three of them failed. Okay. So three of them failed. So um, I pre-rolled for damage, and that's nine, four, and five. For, okay, for nine, each of the four, three. Yeah. Okay, so three of them get blasted. Their joints let the uh, get blasted away from each other, and they explode into piles of bones and go flying on either side of the walkway. The other two manage to jump. They like, I'll say, they matrix out of the way and kind of collapse <laughs> onto their backs to get out of the way of it and quickly get back up. So two of them are still up there. The three of them are down. Okay. Um. So. I haven't moved, so can Correct. I move in 30, uh, can I get, are they going to take, take an attack of opportunity if I run past them to start moving towards the left? Um, if you do run within five feet of them, yes, but I mean, you could jump down to the side immediately and start running. Yeah, I'm going to do ways, that. There are ways then. around it. It's, okay. it's, it's an eight foot drop, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've done my <laughs> yeah, knee no bends worries. this morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Size all limbered up. I'm not going to have you roll anything. You jump down. You start making your way. I'm going to say, do you want to take the safest route? Yes. What would be the safest route? The safest route will be taking a long arc toward the back wall. Okay. So I'm going to pose you this. You can either take the safe route, and I'll say you get there in uh, three uh, turns of movement of 30 feet, Mm -hmm. or you could take the not safe route and make it there in two. Ooh. I'm going to take the safe way. Safe. Okay, no problem. So just uh, remember, dashing, it'll bring you to 60 feet, so you can cover two of those movements. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Just an idea for next uh, round, whatever you want to do. 
Okay. So for you begin mo- you begin moving thirty feet around the long way, hugging to the back wall, out of the way of the ten skeletons that are still on the on the floor <laughs> down there. Not a bad idea to go around. To yeah, be totally exactly. honest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Strategy, strategy. So after side we have the cultists. The one on the balcony takes another shot at you, Giriad. And I apologize. What was your AC again? My AC is seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, he rolled a seven. So he goes to take another shot at you. You're moving around. There's a lot of action happening down there. It just sinks into the stone next to you. He misses. The Gary just kind of looks back at him and squints. <laughs> so now he's on his you list. S- the cultist is like kind of terrified right now. So he recoils just from your look. You visibly see it from that far away. <laughs> <laughs> the cultist in the tower on the left continues concentrating on that spell. The tower up up north continues concentrating on the spell. The cultist on the ground that just got pushed out of a window uh, stands up from being prone, taking half of his movement. And he begins uh, running away um, toward the rubble and he begins trying to climb the rubble. He just gets to the base of it. That's 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 what he does <laughs> on his turn there. After the cultists, we have Lena. Yeah, um, Lena's gonna take out her great axe again and uh, do two attacks on this bitch. And in true yeah. Carla fashion, I got a 24 and a crit fail. <laughs> okay, so we'll, uh, 24 will definitely hit. Her AC is 17. Yeah, the crit fail, I got a 44 for the, the percentile dice. Okay, so all good on the percentile dice. No extra punishments for rolling that crit fail. <laughs> and that's 18 damage. Uh, is that just... Um, did you roll the fire damage as well? Oh, how do I do that? No, I did not. Um, so you're going to be adding 2d6 fire damage to your attack <laughs> since your axe is now ablaze with demonic rage. Oh my god, rage. cool. Oh my god. Okay, well, uh, that's another... So that's 25 total. 25. And uh, that 18 is going to be halved mm-hmm. since it was just slashing. So you take one giant swing and slash across her and you break some of the barbed wire and it comes, you cut a slash through it and it hits her skin, but she doesn't seem to be affected at all. She's just focused on the fight. Yeah. She's going to stay where she is. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, holding down the fort and facing off with her. Yep, yep. I love it. So Bree, you just got bitten by this hellhound. Uh, You have now, you see behind you, there are those dire wolves made of fey energy that are approaching. What would you like to do? Okay, um, she's going to attack the dire wolf again, or the hellhound, sorry. Yeah, let's um, do it. With a guiding bolt. All right, and uh, roll with advantage because of uh, your guiding bolt from previously. Okay, oh my god, that's a nat 20. Okay, you can't get better than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, roll percentage dice for me, please. Okay, um, uh, a 21%. Okay, so okay. just double the just double the dice for me. Okay. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> okay, so fourteen plus eight is twenty-two. Okay, this thing's not looking good as you blast it again in the chest with a guiding bolt, ripping apart its chest, and you see lava begins to slop from its chest onto the ground and singes the stone under it as it lets out a howl, a shriek from the damage, and it's really not doing well. It's for sure bloodied on its way out. Any movement? Um, no, I'm staying here with Verna, but as a bonus action, can I bring out my spiritual weapon? Absolutely. So your emerald green long Mm -hmm. sword appears next to you, ready to face this hellhound and put it down quick. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Avery? Yeah. Um, just to, um, do the animate objects, um, it, it says as a bonus action, you can mentally command the creature. Is that something I should have done on my turn, or... 
Yes, yes it was. Okay. So let's do it now. What would you like okay. them to do? <laughs> so my little five coffins that are just kind of, you know, <laughs> pivoting and going, where are yeah. my skeletons? <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're going to attack the next set of skeletons. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's plenty of skeletons uh, on either side to begin moving toward. Uh, start uh, rolling some hits for me. And I, I ro rolled in advance, and uh, it's still um, 13 to hit, right? Yes. Okay, so I hit three, and the damage are 12, 7, and 10. 12. Okay, the one you did 12 to, this coffin smashes it so hard as it bitch slaps it by opening its <laughs> lid that the skeleton goes flying over one of the other coffins and explodes on the ground, its skeletal parts rolling in every direction. The other two still remain standing but look really bad. Okay, awesome. With that brings us back to Velvet. So you are in the tower right now. Uh, you just knocked him out. Uh, what would you like to do? Yeah, so I did take my movement just to kind of keep on going. So now that I'm in the tower, I'm, I'm still heading towards that rubble, Avery. So um, I guess if I'm moving towards it, do I still have to go up anymore? Or have I kind of hit my up limit and I'm just going towards it now? Uh, so you came from up. You entered through the roof, through the hatch. Oh, you gotta I go see. down. I see. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go down then, and I'm just. Uh, I wanna. I wanna see if I can get to that. Um, rubble as fast as I can. So I'm gonna take my 30 feet of movement, and where does that lead me? That'll bring you uh, outside of the door and a little bit toward it. Okay, cool, cool. No, this is good. Um, so I guess in the meantime, I have two animal questions. Has Did uh, did uh, Mimic catch up to the dude who's climbing up the rubble? Mimic is constantly flying around this guy, making his life fucking hell. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so Velvet chuckles. down, for sure. <laughs> this is good. Um, and I'm going to point this staff. Uh, this It does counter charm. Or, sorry, is it counter spell? counter spell yes oh that's good do i see any spells being cast that i might counter uh lorthana currently has the um the spell that she cast uh mirror image which i forgot to make you roll for oh Lena. shit i forgot too oh. my bad that's okay moving on <laughs> i'm gonna try to counter spell that i i see that there's three and i like point it like uh I, obviously this is our yet this isn't a thing yet but i point it like a sniper rifle and i kind of bring up the the staff lining up with my eye closed and i go oh yeah this is good Take that, baby! And I'm gonna fire okay. a counter spell at her. Yeah, the range is 60 feet, so it does work. You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. Yes! The creature is casting a spell of third level or lower. It, the spell fails and has no effect. If it's fourth level or higher, uh, then you have to make a roll. But this spell is a third level or lower. Yes! So you point this staff <gasps> at her, and those <laughs> oh, mirror yes. images that you're seeing, Lena, instantly dissipate as she's left just with her solid body, as she feels this change, as she turns around and looks at Velvet, and you feel this piercing hot gaze right at you, Velvet, as she's staring across at you. Oh, God. Oh, no. Do I have... Uh, uh, can I see what... So is he, like, gulps audibly? Um, what is the... Um, what is Rami doing right now? So... Rami was so petrified by your order on the first turn that he just, he, he could not fathom the idea of running into all this mayhem. He's standing in horror as skeletons are coming to life. Coffins are standing up. Shit he's never seen before in his life. In his 24 hour life that he has, that he's almost not grateful to have now. 
But he shakes his head and he says, I must do what Velvet said. I must make him proud so that he picks me again one day. Aww. And he begins Aww. running up. And uh, where would you like Rami to go? Currently, he's uh, next to the entrance door that you guys entered the room with. Okay, great. So his, um, his movement speed is uh, 40 feet. Is there a skeleton within 40 feet of him? Yeah, um, the, you could probably make it to the skeletons that are on the walkway, the elevated walkway. Oh, yeah, okay, nice. then he's he's going to charge. He's going to kind of take Velvet's orders, I think, and see where all the action is. And uh, after <laughs> after probably the same kind of audible gulp that he has, because he has kind of Velvet's hair, <laughs> they both gulp the same way. And he uh, he's going to do charge. So I'm going to okay. go to uh, charge at something. And if the target is a creature, it must succeed in a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay, so the skeleton rolled a failure. Um, so does uh, is there damage with that as well? There is, yes. Yeah. So it's going to take uh, 8 plus 5, so it'll take 13 damage. 13 damage. Okay, that's enough to uh, to send it back to whence it came. Yes! <laughs> so Rami bounds up these stairs, these stairs being a breeze compared to the mountain that Velvet had him climb previously, <laughs> sees one of the skeletons that are left up on that walkway just as Sai jumps down and begins running to the left. He reels up, starts running, and in his mind, he screams, for Velvet! <laughs> and boom! Hits this thing right in the sternum, and all of his ribs crack and go flying. And the last thing the skeleton says uh, in his undying language as, as well as freedom <laughs> as he's blasted into bits and Rami turns its attention toward the other skeleton for his next round yes so the skeletons now we're on the second round so more skeletons on the ground have dethawed not all of them yet but all these skeletons that are dethawing they keep doing the same thing they keep taking their movement to run away from the coffins they disengage and they run up huh. onto the walkway and they climb up and Bree and Verna you guys see that these skeletons begin grabbing each other and almost morphing together and there's now about seven of them up on that walkway who have disengaged or run up and they begin morphing into something worse oh, and that's no. their turn oh, fuck <laughs> Back to Thana. Oh. So, Thana has her wits gained <laughs> once again. Now, she's going to cast her only fourth level spell slot, and she's going to cast a spell called Confusion. Now, oh, no. 10-foot radius sphere. Lena, you moved in to confront yep. her. Yep. So, Geary, I'm going to say you are not within the 10 feet here. Okay. You are just outside of it. Okie doke. But, Lena, mm -hmm. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> Plus one. Okay. Ah, let your wisdom flow through you. Oh, that's a 19 plus 120. Shit! Oh my god! I can't fucking believe it! Okay. Oh my god, I love this. So she tries to confuse you, to provoke you, to attack your friends, to not understand what you're doing, and it fucking fails! Yes. She, oh, damn! Okay, that's her fourth level spell slot gone. Boom! You're embarrassing yourself, Thana. And then she, and then she goes to make an attack roll and hits. Okay, yep. Please tell me and that you said that in game. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, including your rage and the half, that's going to be 14 damage to you, mixture of poisoning and slashing damage. And the last thing you see her do as she, uh, as she says, Seems you've gone wiser over the years, Rack. She takes a step back, twists her short sword in her hand so that she's holding it facing down, 
and she's about to, it looks like, stab into the ground. You're not sure what she's about to do, but that's what it looks like she's about to do. Okay. And that's where we leave her. Okay, 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 okay. So back to these hellhounds. I want to see if they can recharge their fire. Oh, okay. So the one looking at you, Bree, you see, uh, after it blew that fire, the fire whirling at its mouth subsided. It was less intense, but it looks at you with this rage. And on its dying breath, it gets its fervor back and it goes to cast fire breath at you and i need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me okay and i think i have advantage on that because of the candle yeah you will yes, yes. <laughs> yes. okay so sorry you said a dexterity save yes okay okay that is an 18 Okay, so you pass, which means you're only going to take half the damage. Okay. It breathes this cone of pure fire at you, and this fire envelops you, and the candle does its best to repel some of it, but not all of it manages to get shielded away from you, so you're going to be taking, let's see here, 10 fire damage. Okay. From this breath attack. And then it's going to take its movement to run away from you, so I'll let you take an attack of opportunity against it. Okay. But yeah. it's going to be a melee attack because you don't have Warcaster, unfortunately. Okay. So I have to make a melee attack on it? Yes. <laughs> what is your melee weapon? <laughs> you never, <laughs> I never see, we never see it come out. I know. Kick it, um, Kick it really hard. I have, I have a mace and a spear. <laughs> All right. So, what are the other? Awesome. Whatever you want to do, man. Uh, yeah, she's going to throw a spear at it. <laughs> Okay, uh, roll, roll the hit. Okay, I've never, yeah, I've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, do you just have a candle in your hand this whole time? Because I'm just imagining you with like one hand just holding this candle around. That's really funny. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a 19 to hit. <laughs> Fuck, nice. okay, roll the nice. damage yes. as it goes to run away. Finale okay. rolls, baby. Finale rolls. <laughs> Okay, that is uh, five piercing damage. Five. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so, oh, this thing, oh, fuck. No. Had you done one point of damage more, you smash it over its back with your mace and it lets out another yell. No, it was and a it spear. Falls. Oh, sorry, uh, the spear, thank you. It retcon. You stab it in the side with your spear, just a poke as it's running away, and it lets out a yelp, and you see it lose its footing and fall to the ground below. And for a moment, you're not sure if it's alive. But then you see it taking its movement. It runs toward that left walkway and uh, begins running up the walkway on the ground uh, back toward Thena. Mm. The other one goes to attack Verna. Let's see if it gets its fire. Oh, fuck, it does too. I rolled a five. Okay, so it's going to go to make a fire attack. Verna's got to roll some decks here. Let's see how she does. Dexterity saving throw. Not perfect. Oh, dear. Uh, 15. Okay, that's a pass too, so she'll take the yes. half damage. So she'll be taking 17 fire damage. Oh, my God, guys. I don't think I've been having her do anything, have I? No. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just realizing now, I'm like, wait, where the hell is her fucking thing? Verna's been okay. the silent observer in this fight. What? She's chronicling everything. It, it's what pretty moment. <laughs> she, she, she's praying. Someone <laughs> needs to be writing this shit down. <laughs> okay. So she takes 10. No biggie. She just fucking takes it in the face. I'm going to have her go now. Okay. Um, or actually, I'll have her go after you, Bree. My thoughts are now collected. Back to the fun and the momentum. So the hellhound, the second one just went, whoosh, fire breath. She repels half of it thanks to that candle. Now, Geriad, you're up. You see on your flank a 
Hellhound is bounding towards you. It's about 40 feet away. You have the cultist up on the walkway to the left still, and Thena is fighting Lena. What would you like to do? Okay, so the first one that um, attacked, like, um, attacked me, right? Uh, the cultist that shot an arrow and I squinted my eyes at? Yes. I haven't left eye contact with him. <laughs> so I'm doing sharpshooter on him. Okay. Yes. I rolled 19, and uh, it, it's minus 5, so it's plus 6 instead. And um, so it's 25 to hit. Oh. Wait, minus... Oh, I see, I see. So, yeah, that will that will definitely hit. Okay. So... <clears throat> so uh, how do you want to do this? Because you, you're automatically going to roll so much damage. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um... Like, are you going to roll 22 at least for sure? Yeah. Okay, then how do you want to do this? Uh, okay. So, um, I literally, as soon as he shoots that arrow and I squint at him for however long you had me wait there, the second I could hit him, I will really quick. And then I hit him in the eye. Boom! And he just drops to the ground so fast, it's like he wasn't even there. Okay. It's like your arrow was there, he was there, and then you blinked, and then he was just gone. Uh, yeah. Okay. And you heard a... <laughs> echo throughout the chamber. My, rea my reaction to that is to look now at the hellhound that's coming at me. All right. And I'm going to shoot him with sharpshooter. I should add okay. that. And that is 19 to hit. That will hit. Okay. He has one hit point left, so how do you want to do this? Okay, and I'm just going to shoot him really fast. You hear a yelp as well, and he and uh, he just turns into fire and flame and lava and sludgy mud as your arrow hits him, and he creates this fire puddle. Now, this puddle of fire on the ground where he once was, which is now like a little pool of fire, uh, side that you see ahead of you as you go to make your way through that walkway. It's about seven feet wide on that walkway. Huh. And any movement, period? Nope. <laughs> that was that. All right. All right. So he's standing where he is. Yep. Uh, after Garrett, your dire wolves. Now, what they're looking at is a series of skeletons morphing into something worse or together in front of them, and still one hellhound on the altar facing off with Verna. All right. What would you like them to do? So I'm going to attack the hellhound facing <clears throat> Verna with okay. one of the, the dire skeletons. Wolves. The skeletons will get the attack of opportunity on the dire wolves. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Oh, um, in that case, can I just attack the, um, one of them is going to go, one of them is going to attack the, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, yeah, yeah, the skeleton, so, one of the skeletons, one of the hellhounds. So one of them, so one of them, uh, you attack one of them, yeah, go ahead. Okay, they rolled an 11, so they missed the first direwolf that goes blazing past that morphed ball of skeletons in the center. Excellent, I'm going to attack the hellhound, let me see here, it's plus five to attack with the bite. Okay. Uh, I got 22. Does that hit? That will definitely hit, yeah. Oh, uh, right on. So it's 2d6 plus 3. Give me one second. In the meantime, Avery, um, the target... So you have, to do, you have to do a strength saving throw of 13. He passed. Awesome. Okay. So 14. 14, nice. Yes. And uh, that, that's, that's all the uh, wolf can do. For that okay, one. so Bree, you feel you feel this fey energy whiz by you as one of the dire wolves uh, is right on your flank to your right, and it jumps up and sinks its teeth into the neck of the hellhound, and the hellhound lets out this roar and whips that uh, the dire wolf back, and now this hellhound is like pretty freaking surrounded by people. And uh, do you want to roll for the dire wolf going after the skeletons? Y yes, I I will. Uh, so I can only attack one of them, so I attack one of the skeletons. Okay. And that's uh, that's seventeen. 
That will also hit. Okay. Um, strength saving throw of 13 again. They, what did they have to pass again? 13. They failed. Okay, well, one of them failed at least. Uh, so um, I did 14 damage to the, um, the skeleton and now that one is prone. Okay, so I'm gonna say uh, that one, that one, 14 will do it. So okay, your dire wolf goes, yeah. and as it's trying to join its brethren in this morphed <laughs> ball, it, your dire wolf latches its teeth onto its spine and rips it off of the ball of skeletons, and he goes flying off the side and smashes into a coffin into a bunch of pieces. Okay, awesome. All right, that's my turn. Now, after Giriad, we got Sai. Okay. So, Sai, you're running along the side. What would you like to do? Um, okay, so uh, can I? would I be able to attack the ball of skeletons on the platform from 90 feet away? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, so I reappear from the ethereal plane. I attack, and that is going to be an 18. Hit um, roll damage. Uh, and damage. Oh, okay, so this is a first level chromatic orb. Sorry, I'm juggling here. Um, 22 hit damage. 22 damage? Holy crap. Acid so damage. Another, acid damage. So an, another skeleton gets blasted with this uh, acid damage. It lets go of its friends and starts screeching as it's clawing at its bones that are being turned into dust and mm. sludge. And it just slowly loses a foot as the acid as the acid eats its foot away and it falls to the ground and burns in a pile. Yes. So, um, okay, and then, uh, so I attack, I'm gonna run 30 feet to get closer to the, the walkway, and before I go, oh, actually, no, I, um, I actually rolled for my blink move, and I do not go back into the ethereal plane, I'm just gonna okay. hang out, uh, but I do have my little coffin guys attack, and three of them hit, and the damage, um, to whatever... Uh, the whatever the skeletons were they were attacking before is three, nine, and nine. Uh, so the ones that did nine damage go down. The one that had three damage does not. So that's two more skeletons down in the area. Okay, cool. As your coffins whack, whack, smash, using the lids and bumping it with very hard edges. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you've ended your movement, you are currently at the base of the stairs. Okay, awesome. All right, so Sai was running, Sai cast, Sai boom, 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 boom with the coffins. Lena, you are up. Okay, um, I have an idea. I don't know if this is going to work, but um, she looks like I she's... I love those ideas. So uh, Thena is literally trying to put a sword into the ground right now. Yep. Lena is going to rush at her, and I don't know if you can rush at someone and try and knock them prone. If not, I'll just grapple her. Um, yeah, let's roll a strength test for grappling. Uh, that is a 19, so I guess that crits. And plus 12 uh, oh, is 31. Uh, not for grappling, only for attacks. Okay, then it's 31. Okay, she failed. So you have her grappled. Can, can, uh, can I do one other thing? Uh, what is it? So can, can Lena um, kind of be grappling her in such a way that she's like pressing down on her neck with one arm and use her other hand quickly to grab something out of her bag? Ooh. Out of Lena's bag? Out of my out bag, of, uh, yeah, Thanus. Lena's bag. Yeah, I'll say you got time. I don't know that. if this is going to do anything, but Lena has a monster hunter's pack, which has a flask of holy water. Can I pour that on Thana's face to see if it, like, blinds oh, no. her or burns her? Nice. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, yes. 
As a bonus action? Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> I won't take any attacks on my turn, but I'm hoping it like either blinds her and she gets some on her eyes and maybe even some in her mouth. I don't know, I just want to mess with her. Okay, so you take out this flask and it feels hot in your hands, almost yeah. like it's burning your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pop it open, you pop the cork and you pour it on her and it immediately, yeah, it, it burns her and I'm gonna say that she's blinded right now. Yes! Mm -hmm, nice. And she's still grappled, right? Yes. Cool. There you go, Gary. You have some advantage <laughs> on attacks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After Lena, we have Bree. So the hellhound that you were facing ran away and got killed. You have a direwolf next to you, Verna next to you, a hellhound still on the altar facing off of you guys, and the ball of skeletons behind you. So she's going to turn around and she's going to throw a guiding bolt at the skeletons. All right, let's do it. Okay. Okay, that is an 18 hit. Yes, that will hit. Their <laughs> okay. AC is 13. Okay. 16 radiant damage. Okay, so you blast another skeleton completely off of this ball that's trying to form. Whoosh! And it gets disintegrated by radiant light and energy as it's flying in the air. It's a flash, and then this skeleton just isn't there anymore. <laughs> um, awesome. And then as a bonus action, she wants to use her spiritual weapon to hit the hellhound that's in front of her now. Yeah, roll to attack. Nice. Okay. Okay, that's a d8. So that is... That is a 19 hit. <laughs> okay, that'll hit. So uh, nine force damage, you said? Yes. Okay, right on. So this thing goes into a horizontal plane, starts twirling at an alarmingly fast rate, and plunges itself into the side of this hellhound, still whirring its blades, cutting it up, and this hellhound lets out a yelp as it looks down at the emerald green bog sword. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Any movement? Uh, no, she's staying with Verna. Okay, so Verna, I, I owe her a little bit here because she's just been kind of chilling, being like, oh, wow, look at all these things no, that are happening no, right now. Velvet said she's writing down the lore. <laughs> she's writing down the lore. Describing the fight in closed captions. She's tweeting it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's saying. Uh, yeah. Whispering to her bird. Oh, my God. So you yes, see as a bonus action, she's going to cast Spiritual Weapon. And you see next to you an emerald green great axe appears. Yeah. Actually, no, what's yes. more Verna? What's more Verna here? Let me think for a moment. A glaive mm. appears next to Verna, this long stick with the axe on the end and the pointed uh, tip. And it and it just swings and, uh, well, she casts that to bring that up. And then she's also going to cast, you know, fuck it. She's just gonna <laughs> turn toward the hellhound. She's like, She's like, and she speaks and says, your sins are about to be punished as she casts harm on the hellhound. And he needs to make a constitution saving throw, which he failed. So he's going to be taking 14d6 necrotic damage. Whoa. And instantly, as she puts her hands out, um, this hellhound gets enveloped in this dark necrotic energy, and you hear a yelp, but then it just gets snuffed, and you can't even hear it in this ball of necrotic energy. And that ball of necrotic energy starts flying out over the pit and explodes over the pit, and the hellhound just is not even visible anymore. <laughs> so both the hellhounds are down. And she looks to you and uh, says, I've wanted to show you that for a very long time. Kinda Bree cool. just looks at her and wow. And the last thing she's going to do is take her move. She looks to you and says, I'm going to aid Lena. And she jumps down off the altar 
and oh, okay. uh, she's gonna start making her way oh, over. Yeah, as she jumps down, uh, Bree is going to uh, toss her the candle. Toss her the candle. Okay, sweet. Yeah, she wants to make sure. Yeah, she wants to give Verna all the advantage that she can. Awesome. Nice. Okay, so where she ends with her movement, you'll still be in that circle, but we'll see what happens next round. Velvet, you're staring at this cultist trying to clamber his way up the rubble. And from where you're standing now, you can see that the rubble leads to a, a cave tunnel that continues climbing up. And it seems like there could be light at the end there, but it's very dim. What would you like to do? Okay, so I'm still pretty far away from this thing. From the cultist? Uh, from the rubble. You're 20 feet away. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to use my movement to run over there then. Okay. And while he's trying to, <laughs> this cultist is doing his thing, getting annoyed by Mimic, Velvet's going to, I, I want to find a way to use my stature and size and wiggly room to get really in. Because like I said, I, Velvet wants to send a thunder wave deep in the bowels of this rubble and just explode it out like a shotgun shrapnel out into the Absol room. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're small, you're nimble. Um, I'm going to say you, you just begin climbing your way through and on your next turn you'll be able to get deep enough uh that you'll be like yeah this is the spot i should let loose okay cool so i i guess what i'm gonna do is as as that's happening he's just um because I, I i think just kind of within the game it's gonna take an exceptional strong thunder wave so i think he's trying to think of the note that will like a, a note mm -hmm. so epic that it will blow everyone's mind um <laughs> and, and just try try to use basically since this new um the new leer was made by the fae from like a magical fae tree i assume i, I want to just i want to use every bit of magic this thing has in it left nice and use that to just make this go boom hell yeah i love it so you begin making your way through, and that's where we'll leave you. Cool. After Velvet, we have Rami. So Rami is now facing against this big ball of skeletons that are trying to uh, morph together. What would you like him to do? Oh, he's going to charge. And <laughs> I did roll a uh, 17 plus 5 to hit, so that's 22. Oh, yeah. For sure, that'll hit. Okay, so rolling awesome today. <laughs> Holy shit. You, it does have to do a, uh, a saving throw or be knocked prone. Um... Okay, uh, I just have to remember what it, prone it's a strength. It has to get DC 13. They suck at strength, they failed. Cool. So it knocks this ball. Uh, I, I feel like Rami just kind of uh, rubs his hooves off the ground like a charging bull and just goes down and uh, charges towards this big ball. And is does, does he hit it hard enough that the ball begins to like roll off the, the ledge? Uh, no, the, there's much too many of them together. Okay. Um, okay. If, uh, I've more so rolled strength for one of them. Do you want me to roll strength for the whole ball then? Well, I mean, I, he, he, I, I don't know exactly how that would manifest, but um, he doesn't want to kind of knock this ball, you know, at least get it rolling or something. Okay, L let me let me roll a different strength then for a different stat uh, for the entire ball. As oh, it's okay. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> They fucking failed yeah, anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So I feel like Rami just, just charges it with all of its like because it, this is a giant goat. It's exceptionally large. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like with, the size with of a his horse. yeah his giant goat strength, he just sends this ball <laughs> rolling. Um, if I could, I would like it to. Uh, can I don't know where where he's facing. Can he hit it so that it rolls towards Thena? Um, so you can roll it either off the left or right side of the of the elevated platform. I'm sorry, just based on are, are there other enemies to the to my right or to my left that the ball might hit along the way? 
Uh, there, there are skeletons down there still, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So Rami just gonna hit it and have the skeleton blob hit the other skeletons. Um, so that doesn't happen, but you do knock it off the ledge at least. I'll yes! give you that. <laughs> so you smash into this ball, and since they're stuck enough together now, the whole thing teeters on the legs of three skeletons. Of uh, three legs from skeletons are on the ground, and that last skeleton's barely trying to hold it. He catches it by the pinky toe, and then whoosh, it falls over the side, and boom, smashes into the ground below. <laughs> And what was the damage you said for that again? Uh, well, it's just it's just going to be the charge damage. I don't know if it has an additional fall, but for the charge, it's just going to be 13. 13. Okay, thank yeah. you. Nice. So that is Rami's turn. Now, the skeletons, they're heating up more. More of them get unthawed. And now that they're actually on the ground, the skeletons just run straight for that ball. So all the skeletons now on the left side are engulfed in this ball and there's ones on the right side that are trying to make their way over by going the long way and anyone up on that altar can see that it's starting to turn into this sort of mega skeleton this oh sort of uh, transformer skeleton <laughs> this sort of skeletal juggernaut if you will oh, gosh. Um, and it's almost there <laughs> oh shit not as big as it could have been because uh, some skeletons have gone down but nonetheless it's turning into this juggernaut of a skeleton <laughs> and that's gonna be uh their turn and by the next turn it'll have fully formed you can see <laughs> Now we're back to the top of initiative with Thana. So she's blinded. And grappled. And grappled. <laughs> Let's see here. So grappled, she can't She can't move. Uh, the condition ends if... Okay, so she can't move. Where's her other way about the Thunder Wave spell? No problem, she can still cast. She can still attack, mm -hmm. it looks like. So let's take a look here. Uh, I gotta go to my third level spell now. Okay, so first she's gonna make her short sword attack. Now attacks against the grappler. It doesn't say anything about disadvantage, so she's gonna attack as normal. <laughs> Can she, she see does... me since she's blind? <laughs> oh, blinded. Let me look at that, I apologize. Fails and ability check. Attack rolls against the creature, have advantage and a disadvantage. So she's gonna roll disadvantage. Okay, she's she's still hit for uh, 26. Oh damn, yeah she does. Um, <laughs> so that'll be four piercing damage plus seven or uh four yeah four slashing damage that's already have plus the seven poison damage 11 damage total on that turn and then oh yes she zoop, instantly out of sight she blinks no she casts oh. blink and she is transferred to the ethereal plane oh, and you lose no. your grapple on her and fall to the ground lena oh, like no. yells in frustration <laughs> Oh, no. And then she's going to use her let. Uh, yeah, she's going for it. She's going to use her legendary action. She can use it at any time. You see her blink 10 feet away from you. She chooses to come back. She blinks uh, to the right mm -hmm. on that platform. She has her a short sword in hand. She stabs it into the ground. No. And now... Instantly, out of the short sword, you see poison filling the cracks and the grooves of the stone as this circle of poison, this this viscous poison, begins crawling its way in a thirty foot radi uh, thirty foot diameter. I believe I wrote yes, a thirty foot diameter circle around her, and I need you to make a DC nineteen Constitution save. Mm. And does Garriott have to make it too? Let's see. I pass. I got twenty six. <laughs> Yes. 15, 20, 20. Yeah, Gary, I need you to make a constitution save as well for me. All right. I got, um, I got 26. Uh, I got 16. Okay. So, Lena, you passed. Uh, Gary, you failed. Oh. So, 
Oh no. Lena, you're going to be taking nine poison damage. Mm-hmm. Gyriad, you're going to be taking 22 can poison I, damage. Can I use a spirit shield on uh, to reduce his damage? Is it a reaction? Yeah, it's um here. Let me read it. We haven't I haven't used it in a while. Um, <laughs> if it's a reaction, yes, you it can. is a reaction. So, um, if you're a, if you are raging and another creature you can see within thirty feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage by two d six. Oh, I rolled like shit. That's that's two ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. oh my God. Twenty poison. Damage. Oh my God. So, so um. It was 20 point poison damage. That's also cool, but because of my dwarf, I have uh, resistance to poison damage. So really, it's 10. Nice. <laughs> right on. <Nice. laughs> Nothing takes this fucking dwarf down. No. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, hearty yeah, people. All right. And um, every time you start your turn in the poison, uh, you will have to make the save again. Otherwise, take the damage again. Oh, okay. So sorry, say that again, Avery. Every time we're in the poison, we have to make that const save of 19? Yes, every time you start your turn start in the turn. poison. Okay, 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 okay. Hmm. Uh, and that lasts... Um, well, shit. ...for up to a minute. <laughs> oh, God. It's one of her legendary actions from this sword. <sighs> I'm back down to my normal hit points and a bit lower. <laughs> okay, so that was Thana's turn. And now we have Gyriad. Uh, I need you to make that save for me again immediately. Kidoki. Uh, nope, I did not pass. Okay, so you're gonna be taking half of what comes here, so you take 10 poison damage. Ah, uh, no. Okay. So, and uh, it's your turn. What would you like to do, sir? So, um, um, is, is uh, Lena close to me? Uh, let me set the scene. Lena is... Uh, 15 feet away from you, more toward the center. You're toward the left of the platform there. Uh, Thana is really the only hazard or, or uh, enemy that you can really see right now, except for way down the, down the room. You see this ball of skeletons growing bigger. Uh, that's about <laughs> it. That's what you see. And the magic is still being cast from the north and western tower behind you. His brand starts to glow once more as his hand starts to glow a magic, and he... Um, saunters over to Lena and touches her, and she is cured of the poison. What? Um, protection from poison. You touch a creature, if it is poisoned, you neutralize the poison. Oh, More yeah. Than one... um, so right now, Lena isn't poisoned. Oh, I thought I thought she was. Uh, since she passed, she's not poisoned, oh, I but she, um, My bad. she took half the poison damage. You are poisoned. Because, I, I touched uh, myself. I, well, I can't believe I'm saying this. I touched myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. All right. And sorry, can, uh, can you uh, finish off the description there? I apologize. Uh, you touch a creature. If it is poison, you neutralize the poison. If more than one poison afflicts the target, you neutralize on poison that you know it is present, or you neutralize one at random. Uh, so, and, and for the duration, I get advantage on saving throws against being poisoned, but I already do anyway. And I have resistance <laughs> against poison damage, but I already do. I already do anyway. anyway. <laughs> so I just cure myself of the poison as my action. Um, so what I'm going to do is um, stay where I was originally. And well, actually, no, I'm going to back off a little bit. I'm going to back. Yeah, off. the edge of the poison circle is just five feet to your left. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to go about like let's say, let's go let's 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 go a little bit further. Let's say 15 feet further and as I uh, cure myself of the poison. Okay. So you move until you're about five feet away from the door of the tower behind you mm-hmm. and you are cured of the poison. You are no longer poisoned. Great. Whew. And that's my action. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so wolves. now you, yeah, you got your dire wolves. There's, uh, I, both the hellhounds are dead. The skeletal ball has fallen to the left side of the elevated platform. Uh, the dire wolves kind of just look at each other. What would you like them to do? <laughs> um, I'd like to, uh, I'd like them both to attack Thena. Okay, no problem. Uh, 50 feet of movement will get them, uh, what's closer? basically to Sorry, where you what's are. Closer? The skeletal ball, for okay, sure. You know it's what? just I'm on the ground to their screw left. Screw it. I'm attacking that skeletal ball. If it, if it's a, is it, if it even is a threat right now. Yes, it is. Okay, then, abso <laughs> then, then absolutely, I'm going to attack it. All right, wow. let's roll two attacks for that. Okay, one of them rolled a crit, and nice. One of them rolled a crit, Avery. On God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll two percentage dice for me. Uh, okay. Die. I apologize. Eighteen and thirty-five. Okay, so just double the dice for the attacks. Oh my God. Okay, and roll um, two strength saving throws. 13, please. If it has to, I don't know. If it does. It passed both. Awesome. So, times two. So one of them rolled uh, 15. Okay. And another rolled 18. Okay, so two more skeletons. They rip them off of this ball instantly. Those skeletons get broken, bit in half with the jaw strength of these dire wolves, and cast to the side. So the ball is growing smaller, but still morphing together. Nice. Alright. Sai, you're looking at the bottom of the stairway here. Just to the right, about ten feet away from you, is a seven-foot pool of hot lava. What would you like to do? I have a plan, and I just realized the fatal flaw in my plan, but um, can I ask you, do we... Because with Lena... Um, Rack actually is using the three um, shards that Thana has. You don't know that, though. We don't know that. You don't know if Thana has any shards. Yeah. Okay. So, but we, but we don't know if Thana has the shards on her. Basically. You do not know. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well. Um, shoot. Uh. This might be the first lost move if it takes too long. Oh, okay. Um, uh, 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 okay, I'm going to hurl a, um, uh, hurl a, what's it called? A chromatic orbit at uh, Thana, and I'm going to make it acid. All right, let's do it. Um, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, so this is, uh, all right. Oh, hey, yeah, I crit. Yes. Oh, uh, double that dice. Yes, all right. And uh, yes, the percentage right. is, oh, okay. Uh, question, on a D10, what is zero? Is that a 10 or is that a zero? Is it the double digit dice or is it the uh, single digit dice? Both, I rolled both to get the percentage and both of them came up zeros. Zero, zero. Yeah. Uh, so that would just be a roll of 10. Oh, but, really? Wouldn't that be 100? Yeah, because when you're rolling a D, uh, 10, D100, um, to roll on an 100, it needs to equal 90, 10. Uh, 90 plus mm, 10. Oh, I see. So, okay, so, the, so just 10. Double zero. All right, yeah. so then 10. So just double the dice? That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, and what did I say? It was a second level chromatic orb. So let's do that. I'll make you burn your third level slots eventually. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. So that is a 12. It's 18 damage. 18 acid damage. Acid, right on. Okay, she's not resistant to that, so that'll just be oh, straight damage yes. to her. As she's so splashed with acid after creating this poison circle, she screams and looks at you as part of her face is burning away under her veil. 
And uh, any movement? Oh, um... Yeah, I want to get closer, but the, the lava's in the way, right? Yes, and it is seven feet wide, so you could okay. potentially jump over it, no problem. Well, okay, the other thing is, I, I pre-rolled for Blink, and I do go back into the ethereal plane. Would I be <laughs> able to, like, re- re-emerge beyond the lava when I came back? Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's 10 feet, so that would we'll be more that. than the lava. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so go, you take your steps, and right on the edge, whoosh, you blink out of existence. Yes. <laughs> and you'll be coming back on your next turn. All right. So that was Sai's turn. Uh, the cultists, they keep <laughs> oh, focusing wait. on those two... Sorry? Wait, my, my coffin dudes. Oh, yes, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so um, I, so the, the big skeleton ball is on the left, correct? Yes. Okay, so I send my three coffins that were on the left uh, over to the, the skeleton ball, and I pre-roll, <laughs> and there are four hits. Three of them, the first three, I'll just go with the first three damage. Um, uh, so eight, 11, and 12 for the three that are near the skeleton ball. So I don't know how you want to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the, this ball's growing bigger. They, like, uh, scratch their way over, kind of tilting their their shift. They're shifting their weight side to side, kind of <laughs> walking over. And they just begin whack, whack, whack as they open their lids. Like, bam, 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 bam. And, uh, yeah, smack this thing around. And uh, some of the skeletons do fall off from that damage. Nice. And the ball grows smaller as it grows. Awesome. And then the fourth hit, I'm going to have one of my coffin dudes hit for seven. So the uh, there were three uh, three coffins on the left side, right? Yes, three, and then two on the other side. But so two of them, uh, they won't be able to make it to attack it until their next turn. No, but uh, isn't there? Aren't there other skeletons over there? Or no? They all are already running to the left side. Lena. Yeah. Um, Thana is ten feet away from you. I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Yep. Come on. Oh damn! I'm rolling well. Uh, Thirteen plus <laughs> seven twenty. Okay, so it passes, so you're going to take nine poison damage, and you are not poisoned. I was going to say, she's going to run up and actually start doing some damage on this woman. So I rolled an 18 and a 24 to hit. Yeah, let's roll the damage of that. Cool, cool. So that's uh, 24 um, slashing damage and 19 fire. And can I use my um, extra 30 feet of movement just to hop up? on the coffin, so I'm not in the poison. (laughs) Yeah, actually, uh, absolutely. So she is gonna take her attack of opportunity against you with uh, the short sword. Sure. And okay, that's an 18 plus, so that definitely hits. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, So that's three slashing plus uh, 10 poison. Oh my God, okay. And you can see that she's actually looking pretty good still. Uh, Lena is not <laughs> at all. Oh, no. She's about she she's taken some damage for sure, but you can see that she's actually still looking good. And you hear Rack in your mind saying, "This is a losing fight. Stop the magic casters. She cannot get the scroll." Um, I can I use a um, can I yell that out to the group? Absolutely. Yeah, she just yells out, "Stop the magic casters! They can't get the scroll. We can't beat Thana." We'll demoralize the group there, Lena. <laughs> gotcha, Lena. Yeah. V- Velvet from way in the, in the rocks. Just, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and uh, so, Lena, you're uh, out of the poison. You will not have to roll for that again so long as you stay up there. Bree, 
Now, you're still up on the walkway. Verna just hopped down and she's going to be making her way around to go help out Lena with Thana. What would you like to do? You see that Lena, as Rack, is literally limping, standing on this coffin, and she looks like she's not doing well. What would you do? Okay, I heard her say about stopping the magic casters. Yes. So do I see any of the cultists from where I am? You can see through the window at the furthest tower a cultist standing, because it's a small window, so there's a lot of coverage except for that hole in the window there. And is Lena within 60 feet of me? Let's see. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going... To, oh, and Verna, is Verna still within, like, with the candle? Is Do I still have the effects of the candle or not? Yes, she, yes, she is. You still have the effects of oh, okay, it. Okay, perfect. Mm. So I'm going to try to shoot a guiding bolt at the cultist that I can see. Yeah, do that with advantage, please. Okay, perfect. That is a 14 plus a 22. Oh, sniped through the window. Let's roll some damage. <laughs> okay. Nice. 13 uh, radiant damage. Okay, so he's not taken out yet, but he's looking bad. Okay. Um, and then for my bonus action, I'm going to see Lena limping. And I am going to cast a um, third level healing word. Thank you. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> she's, been, she's been out there killing it with Gyrion, but mm-hmm. is definitely strong. And I've rolled no crits on attacks. <laughs> she's also out of third level spell slots, if that makes you guys feel better. Hey, that but does. I feel good. It and does? I, okay. Okay, good. Hey, you know what? Okay, I've, good, I've good. blinded her. I've taken away her whip. I've done a few things, I guess. Dude, you, oh my God, you've offended her so intensely. <laughs> uh, you are her gravest enemy. Oh, uh, like, as as of the whip, not even the blinded. <laughs> Nobody's done that to her. I, um, so Lena got healed for 12. 12. Okay. I'll take it, thank you. And that's the end of your turn. Nothing else? Any movement? She's gonna try to follow Verna, like, not exactly behind her, but keep in line with her to see what she's doing and if she can be of any help. And she's also keeping an eye on the cultist that she hit and is gonna try and hit him again in the future. Yeah, great idea to stay within that circle because, like, it mm. gives you such advantage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. So Verna sees what you're doing too. She sees that cultist through the window. She's heard that we need to take them down. So, but she also sees that Lena's really not looking well and she really cares for Lena. She, she believes seeing Lena fight, even with Rack's power, like she believes that Lena can do good. And she wants to focus as much as she can on Lena right now, actually. So she's going to cast Cure Wounds as a fifth level spell. Oh my gosh. So it'll be 5d8. <gasps> I gotta actually manually roll this. Oh god, so <laughs> slow. Right. This is the old way of doing things. <laughs> old school D&D. Yeah. Roll those dice. Okay. Come on, dice guys. Come on, dice guys. <laughs> 3, 9, 14, 20. Okay, so you get healed another 20 oh, from her. I yes. should cast that nice. fifth level spell. And then... Lena definitely turns and just smiles at her. She kind of tries to find her on top of this coffin and just like nods at her. <laughs> and and uh, Brie. 
She's gonna start sending her spiritual weapon over the gap, and it's gonna move 20 feet over the gap, making its way to help you out, Lena. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it, it moves about halfway through the gap there of the pit, and she's gonna take another 30 feet of movement. So she comes up to the fire pit that Sai blinked over on his last turn. Now, after Verna, Verna Velvet, making her way into the rock. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, before I mentioned that it'll only take this round of movement to get to the very center. Now, what would you like to do? So he's he he's he's crawling, and do do I feel like uh, does he feel like he's sufficiently deep enough? Yes, with this round of movement, absolutely. Okay, all right. So as, as he's kind of squeaking through, and he's kind of ooh ah ooh oh, it's poking me in the back. Oh, screw it, just go. Okay, yep. <laughs> and he, he finally gets to the middle, and um, he just you know gets it in this like little crevice and can kind of feel like just you know the kind of gentle beating heart of the earth running through this place and and he just closes his eyes and he's holding this lair and he's trying to to channel fey magic and i think you know the thing that fey magic seems to exude on is love and joy and um happiness and he's velvet's trying to think back to when he was the most happy and he just gets brought back to this memory of the first time he was on a, a big stage, kind of sold out in this pretty big town, right? There's these beautiful, like, white marble stage, and he stands there, and he's standing next to his partner, Bones, the necromancer, who's just summoned a bunch of, like, skeletons of various animals dancing to Velvet's music. And Velvet just, just thinks about that moment and the first time they were on stage together for this crowd and they're cheering like, no man bones, no man bones. <laughs> and he's, 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 he's like looking at, at bones ready for his, the encore song where they were going to pull out this brand new chord progression that Velvet and bones designed to literally blow people's minds. <laughs> and with with that kind of thought, I feel like I just want to channel all of this into the Leer. So I'm going to cast it as a fourth level spell slot. Oh, and I'm going to make the mother of all thunder waves as you just hear like, <laughs> no, man, bones, boom. And he just sends this fucking string out. And I, I let's see what the rocks do. Now, I'm going to add something to this, too. In your vision of thinking back, you Ooh. see Porter come, and he feels this energy you're trying to pull from the Fae and this happiness, and he says, he says, knowing you're pressed for time, I can help you, Velvet, but you might have to sacrifice a bit of the Leer's magic that I put in it. Are you willing to do that? Porter, oh, no. you're you're in my Porter, you're in my um, concert fantasy. That's cool. I love it. <laughs> uh, all, all, all my friends are here, and I, I feel like the rest of the concert's kind of like frozen. <laughs> he, he kind of hops down from the stage and gives his satyr friend a hug, and yeah, says, yeah. Uh, "Yes, no, I I I quite agree. I think that uh, I think maybe." When this is all over, just the sexiness of my dulcet tones should be enough of the magic I need to spread around. It was always enough for me, Velvet. And he kind of puts his hand on, on your shoulder and he says, Now, it, if you let me do this, it'll just mean that you can't cast... Oh, what was it? Dimension Door anymore with it for free. <gasps> We're going to use that energy. Oh, Damn. very... Oh. <laughs> I know it's a tough choice to make, but oh, you can, you can still cast that it. one. You sure you don't want to take heat metal? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm saying you can't cast it for free. Oh, 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 
Honestly, you, you know, like honestly, Porter, I forget about that every morning, so that's fine. <laughs> he pulls his hand back. He's like, I'm offended, Bill. <laughs> no, it's just it's new. You know, I'm used to the, the. Anyways, yeah, no, that's fine. Let's let's do a tit for tat on that. Cool. And he gives you a kiss on the lips, and in that moment that he gives you a kiss on the lips, I was just gonna vision, say he kisses him. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, your vision returns back to the space that you're in, and you feel this incredible imbued power within you. And as you strike that chord as a fourth level, I want you to roll triple the dice for your damage for this. Okay, so I already pre-rolled. So do you want me just to multiply it by three? Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it a little easier. Ninety-nine. <laughs> So it's still within 15 feet, but that 99 force damage is the amount of force damage you produce from this small sacrifice you made with Porter. Now, we t the camera turns to the cultist who's climbing the rocks and he's like, man, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I should have never joined. My mom was right. This is bullshit. I just wanted to go on. And he starts to hear this... What in the fucking... And then he hears the most amazing earth-shattering, soul-destroying note sung. And for the very first, mil the last millisecond of his life, he thinks, beautiful. <laughs> because of how amazing this note was. But then the next millisecond, he's vaporized by the sheer force that was produced. And the entire rubble pile, this huge pile, explodes. And everyone in the room, you see and hear this happen. Now, literally everybody in the entire room, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face -face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. 
Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.